What up? You got to turn your mic on. Yeah. Got to turn it up? <laughs> no, I'm just being a dick. Say, no, you got to no. turn it on. Obviously, though, if I can hear you, Candy had just told me that you had to turn it on. But now I'm knowing no. that. Boy, that image of you looks like it's just a still frame video ready to go. I thought I was just about to tell you, like, no, we don't do video, bro. I, I no, man, I was uh, sticking around and going through my pictures. And I was like, which one looks like it would be on a podcast? I was like, this one, that's <laughs> me playing fucking video games. I was like, this is perfect. It is. Yeah, yeah. I completely was just going to say that. Like, hey, uh, yeah, we don't do video because I'm too ugly in the morning, man. I don't like to comb my hair. So I got your hairstyle now. I know. You look so good, bald, man. It's like my favorite. <laughs> you know, I met a girl admit, who, who admit, hates bald. Mm -hmm. you, I would just say you got to admit your life is so much more effortless when you get up in the morning as far as getting ready. That's true. I don't know if it's for the better, though. But, like, I, I wonder if it just kicks me into lazy all day. It you know? might. It may, maybe that's why I'm fucked up. Maybe that's what starts my day off sad is I just get up and I'm like, ah, I got to do shit anyway, but walk out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you're you got an easy. You're a tattoo artist, so it's not like you gotta um break. You know, get out there before the sun's up because it's gonna be too hot by midday. You know, nothing like that. You you go to an no. air conditioned and and warm shop in the day. Comfort it is not. I've worked real jobs. I mean, I say that I say that with respect. I know our jobs are real job, but you get what I'm saying. I've worked job jobs where like you you know kill yourself at your job. And uh, this is so much better. How long have you tattooed then? Um, 30 years, but I've done it like uh, like full time, full time, like as my profession for 20, 25, 26, right in there. Five, five years while you were doing hard labor then. Yes. Yes. It was uh, I was pulling double duty. I would do work during the day doing uh, I was mostly a welder. I did a bunch of bullshit jobs, but. I welded more than anything, and um, I did that, and I tattoo at night. Well, that's one of those the good. I welded with, you know. Okay, yeah, that's one of those good places to get clients from. Is inside of a yeah, welding pool. As long as you get them cleaning. Yeah, your, job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your you job, man. Your job makes it. You can grab. I used to snag people from all kind of jobs, and I still tattoo those people to this day, which is kind of cool. Yeah, as long. I mean. Because you're still making that paycheck then, I guess, huh? You're yeah, still making your money's coming from the same place, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm still taking their loot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bull, give us a, a couple things real quick. Obviously, you're a tattoo artist. I think we've probably established that, as I have not um, welcomed you to the show. I have not made up a theme song yet either. I'm sorry, Jesse. Um, and I have, I've, I've uh, not explained how people can follow you yet, but I'd like to get those three things out of the way. T give us an Instagram if you don't mind. It's bull underscore liquid chaos. It's B U L L underscore liquid L I Q U I D chaos. C H A O S. Oh my God. You're going to shorten that thing to make it easier on some of us. You put an underscore That's in there too. That's as fucking easy as it gets, man. My name's short enough. They'll be all right. Isn't that a boomer thing when we underscore it? So I don't know, man. I'm fucking old. I don't know. I bear I'm the worst with any of this. You should see how hard it was for me just to get on this meeting with you. I am so not tech savvy at all. Like, Do I'm, you I'm remember very, uh, when H Boomer meant the young 
crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But that's now means I'm old. Yeah. My apprentice is telling me I'm a boomer all the time. Yeah, you're like, dude, I used to hear boomer when everybody was cutting me down because I was the new kid with a bunch of boomer-ass generation ideas that was not going to work, and they knew tried and true ways. And now I'm the boomer that's trying to uphold the status quo and not have any change because, you know, that's, that's weird. I don't mind some change. Like, some of the stuff is super helpful. Like, I've, I've enjoyed my iPad. I know that yeah. sounds all relic and shit at this point, but my iPad has been <laughs> awesome. But no, I'm not good. Did don't you say relic I'm talking just for stencil. It's, yeah, very relic Yeah, the, the iPad. Because, you know, the kids now, they're... They're they're they they've got all the tools with it, not just the iPad. They've got like, okay. uh, you know, all the apps and shit that they use on it. My kid just showed me the app, an app the other day because I do all mostly portrait stuff. He showed mm -hmm. me this cool app that you can uh, take like a shit photo, and like it really cleans it up. It's called like Pic Pixel Up or something like that. Okay, and it, uh, it changes how the photo looks. Like if you got like an old photo or you got a photo that's a little out of focus or a little shitty. It it totally cleans this photo up for you. It's pretty cool. I had I had a program like that called Remini, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody because I accidentally signed up for a subscription. I never used this program. Two years later, after going through a fucking brand new iPad, I see this subscription on there because I'm an idiot and boomer. I don't know how to keep up on this stuff. Exactly. I spent two thousand freaking dollars on this thing and never used it for two years. Oh man, I get it. I think I paid $30 a month for that pixel up and I haven't okay. used it twice. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It works. I like it. I just don't yeah. think to use it. See, that's how out of the loop I am. I'm so old and kind of like set in how I do things, you know, and they work for me. But so my kid is constantly on me like, Hey dad, do this. Hey dad, try this. Well, that and, subscription uh, I, base on that can't work. They should do it where it's like, listen, I'll pay a buck for this. Right. Like right. it's a photo. I'll pay a buck. Yeah, that'd be so much easier if I just paid a dollar every photo I wanted to do. Yeah, or five. Even. I mean, you can set the price range, guys, but now you want to rope me into a subscription that renews every month, and I got to remember if this thing's even convenient in my life. I got one like that now. Uh, are you using the chat GPT type stuff, or the AIs yet? AI art generators, are you using them? No. Oh, come on, man. I do, I do what people, you know what I mean? Like somebody brings me a photo of their dead grandmother or their brand new baby or some shit like that. I re or their dog. That's my favorite is dogs. That's my favorite shit. So anybody listening, if you guys want a dog, I want to do your dog. Tattoo that it. Sounds... Do it. What talking about. I know what it's fucking, I knew you were going to jump on it too. I love it. Go on. So, and you lost to somebody's dead grandmother. Yeah. What about their alive I mean, grandmother? I mean, Why is the dead well. part? Okay. <laughs> it it caught me a little like, bit off guard, man. I'm, I'm being with, too literal. Mm -hmm. Should I start with may they rest in peace, their grandmother that has passed on to the other side? Yeah, yes. They're beautiful. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because um, at one point, doing a picture of your dead grandma, you're not going to really if I get her a picture of her old, right? You want a picture of her when she was young. So the rest of the world can share True. that love anyways, right? And that's what you're going to Oh, ask you for. took it. You took it super literal, like dead grandma, dead grandma. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was seeing the like. Shot. Yeah. No, I saw like the crime scene. Yeah, that's <laughs> way too serious for me. <laughs> like, yeah, there was I'm a B&E, man. Kind of these party. people killed my grandma. It was some set. I, my brain don't go to good places, though. 
You know, that happened to me when I was living in Beach. This is the actual police photo release of my grandmother. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, with a chalk outline. (laughs) Says Thug Life. Yeah, Thug Life. He put put, Ted on her chest. I never knew Grandma Lynn had that kind of life. But apparently, (laughs) Grandma had some secrets we didn't know about. Some of her old life came back and got her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, All right, I'm getting off track. Where the fuck that come from, Jerry? Isn't that the name of this? Off track or some shit? Off topic. Yeah, Yeah, I like it that way. It makes the most sense, doesn't it? Um, Because more loop. Well, you also know me, and I don't know that I. I'm usually too high to keep a track or a train of thought, you know. So, and then Michigan got legal weed. Stoner quality, though, you know. It's a stoner quality. I like that you look for the positive in things, man. Listen, listen, you, you're you like, I'm look, a fucking optimist, brother. Big time. I see it. I saw the dead grandma. You were like, dude, no, I already implied the honor and reverence, you piece of shit. And right, I'm like, no, right. I, She's, she was I a saw fucking grandma saint. Ice pick in her Mantooth eye. was a saint. <laughs> what was her name? Gloria Mantooth. Gloria Mantooth. It's off uh, Anchorman. Okay, right on. I love the name, Mantooth. Man, I wish I wish it wasn't from anything. Then then we could act like it was. Well, I guess we can. Like I just made like. this shit up. I'm not that. Yeah. Good. Fuck it. I don't Popular culture is as good as anything. Mm-hmm. I don't only replicate photos. I replicate jokes. I can't make my own that shit either. I'm not one of them cool guys that can draw, and I'm not one of them cool guys to make their own jokes. I gotta borrow shit from TV. Well, this seems to be working out for you. You've uh, you had a well, very right? six yeah successful career of uh, ripping people off. Thank you. I'm fucking on it. <laughs> How often do the lawsuits roll in? You should do these things just uh, like somebody's photograph. Do you care if I it's Google? I have not been lawsuited yet. Knock on. I'm in my fucking truck. I don't think there's something to knock on right here. But either way, <laughs> uh, I've not been lawsuited. I, I try to uh, be respectful about anything that I use if I need to, uh, you know, put somebody's name on it or, or you know, tag yeah. whoever. If I, they did something, I try to be respectful in that regards but you know you don't always know who put something together no they'll be on you i i did a i took an image that i found on google and it had a watermark on it and the watermark is so that if you try to use it my this is my rudimentary understandings the person will be able to see that you are using it and you will not be able to use a nice version of it even because that is available so you have this nasty watermark that destroys the photo that's my idea around that. I don't need the photo because I'm going to alter it with such a high degree that it will no longer represent the original intent art at all, right? But yeah. nonetheless, when I go ahead and I take some model off of Google, it's got a watermark on it. I start to crop and alter this fucking image well over 80%. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I <laughs> add to it, right? I see people, I shit you out. People just crop images and add a layer of text or a video of themselves, and it can be used as fair use under the fair use law. I shouldn't know this much about the laws. But motherfuckers in my fucking Instagram feed are like, did you? That's got a copyright on it. You're like a thief. You steal things. You should go to jail. Dude, I take I fucking tattoo right through a fucking watermark. Fuck that watermark. I fucking <laughs> I I can I look at it as they watermarked it already. They already fucked the image up themselves. I'm actually correcting it, so I look at it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And at least well, well, this just in. 
Uh, Bull will plagiarize that shit. I'll plagiarize the fuck out of your fuck. You take a picture <laughs> of a fat ass bird and it's a uh-huh. dope bird and I need a nice bird for my tattoo. I'm taking that fucking bird. That's all I'm saying. Well, let's get into a couple of the arguments from the peanuts then. And, and I'll be a member of the peanuts. So let me just jump around and double uh, advocate in, a little bit. In. You're in. Oh, so some are looking at this and there's actually legal precedence here. So we'll get into that in a minute too, although I'm not smart enough to really know it. So I'm just going to give my version of it and hopefully you guys don't check it out and you'll just believe me, but moving on. Um, there is this legal argument of sorts that is, are, do we have the right to take an, uh, an image and then tattoo it? So someone comes to you and they're like, Hey, I found this tattoo. And they show you a picture of a fucking tattoo, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I see. You got to change straight, that. Straight off Pinterest. Now I feel a little funny about it. Do you I change that shit? But here's my argument. Do I? First off, someone brings it to me. It's a picture of Harry Potter. <laughs> right? Let, let's think about okay, tattooing and okay. how it's existed throughout history. Right. It has not been. No, that has to be brand new, motherfucker. The very first time we were getting tattooed every single time, they're replications of the last tattoo in tribes and stuff. You had you had similarities to other members of your family in those tattoos. It was almost a necessity so that you knew where you were coming from and what tribe you belong to, what group you were part of. I, I argue yeah. the same still exists in our scattered culture, but are still our, our reptilian tribal mindset. We still use tattoos to identify us to groups. So I, don't I think agree. It hasn't changed that much. Now, if someone says, I want an old school rose, well, am I going to go old to school, the drawing table? At, what? An old school rose, a traditional rose, a sailor Jerry oh, ass rose. He's a fucking rodent. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Where are we going with this, Kyle? Rodent, like, go yeah, ahead. Real I'm popular in. tattoo. I'm... Right? No, but something so <laughs> basic. We've all done millions of these roses throughout our life. Now, yeah. you sit down and even if you sit down and you start to draw at the table, you draw the same one you've drawn, drawn a million times over that you learned by tracing. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's the same fucking rose. I don't care if my you learn how to do it. I draw one. So now what's the difference that I go on Google and I say, oh, well, here's a million different roses. They're all drawn very similar to what I would do. I'll just pick this one up and Google it. Now I tattoo it. Are people mad? Oftentimes they're not, right? They're like, that's cool because no, it's mean, old school. No, I mean, most times I've had things of mine copied and I always like, I'm like, well, did they at least do a good job? Because like, I don't mind seeing I just... <laughs> I want to see a shitty fucking version of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're I do. Steal my shit. At least do it justice. Make it look better than mine. I mean, fuck. Well, that's the funny part for you and I. Then a difference because if someone does a tattoo, I did. I want it to look like shit. I wanted mine to stand out <laughs> up and up, right. I wanted to be like, or you could get this, guys. Shop the price, guys. Look at there's your options. What I did and oh. this. I'm hoping that that uh, that a good tattooer takes it. Yeah, of course. I get what you're saying as far as like competition and shit like that, you know, like as far as just like pure ego, this guy totally ruined everything I did. You know, it's like, remember you said, I'm an optimist. I am. I'd yeah, rather I see, see this. a good tattoo. You know, I'd rather see somebody kill it. I'm even all for else the is, next guy, man. I, even if someone else's bank account is improving as a result and you're like, well, I'm no longer ah, in business. All right, man. I do. Okay. I'm all right. I'm not. This I'm guy not. stole my rose and my whole idea. 
Yeah, fuck him. Let him fuck. I hope he makes a couple bucks off it and can live because he's going to need to learn to draw one day. Good on you. You ain't wrong. I, and I argue that that is actually where tattooing has always been, that we have been ripping off from the prior tattoos that we've seen and learned for so long that a lot of this is lost. So one time I get the argument on whatever Instagram, whatever group somebody was a part of, and I'm stupid and I get involved. I start wrestling with these goddamn pigs and I'm getting muddy as shit. And I'm getting worked <laughs> up too. And I must right. love it. But they're telling me, well, you can't do it because that's like the same as another tattoo. You can't take a tattoo that someone did as a tattoo and then do it. And you're like, well, but you do, right? You do that with a traditional eagle. You do that with a traditional globe and anchor. Um, you're going to do that with all kinds of styles of tattoo. You're just mad because this is a neo-traditional one, a newer form that you haven't seen ripped off enough that you feel comfortable with it. I, I argue that tattooing is between you and the client and whatever comes out of that is your deal. Now, if you want to be like, I need high honor, I'm not saying that you don't, but in the end of the day, I've got grandkids and we're eating. Yeah. You know, like my family's. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, like somebody use my shit, whatever. I try not to use other people's tattoos. Like if you bring me a tattoo, I'm going to try and change the tattoo. Am I, am I, and sometimes mm -hmm. they're drawn so well, you feel like, you know, you're, you're, you feel like you're fucking up by changing it. You know what I mean? Sometimes the tattoo I that do. you're looking at, the client brought you, you're, you're perplexed over like how much of this do I actually use or, or, or take yeah, my inspiration from, I should say, because exactly mm -hmm. because it's perfect. And then like, if you do something like that, you want to at least pay homage to the artist that did it. And if he gets pissy, fuck them. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have, I don't have a ton of enemies in this, in this industry. I try to be nice to everybody. I'm usually pretty happy. I'm an optimist kind of person. You know, I'm, I'm a, you know, glass half full guy through most things, but it's like, sometimes these guys take this shit so seriously and I get it. It's how you feed your family, but because you drew a rose this way and I drew a rose that looks similar to your rose, you really think that I'm taking food out of your mouth for for a rose that some kid oh. is going to draw in a month that's going to look just fucking like your rose too well see no that's where I, I i exact opposite like i know that some people seem to feel that there's some kind of ego value there but no i feel like no my family's gonna eat and i don't care if it means i have to do a tattoo that somebody brought to me that you made the mistake of putting on google or you know what i mean like that tattoo ended up where it ended up that person then saw it Right. And they liked it because you did a good right. job and because you, you wanted your, them to like it. Yeah. And yeah, then, and yeah, then now did. it's out in the world. Like, right. You put it it's out there for likes. It's all about we, likes. We did tattoos back <laughs> in the day and I wasn't there. Yeah. And they got their likes. So you, so you're, you've been, you've been compensated. You've been rightfully compensated for your free use. You gave it to the universe and now it's ours. Back in the day, they used to have um, Walt Disney lawyers would go up and down the east coast in some of the oh yeah and they would be like oh, oh you got a picture of of any uh you know cartoon characters and they'd be like yeah here's some and they'd be like okay hey do you got any pictures of the cartoon characters having sex and uh they would be posing as clients this is what was told to me by an old timer that i come up under uh named joe satterwhite he was on on the on the georgia coast in parts of florida if i'm not mistaken too as well as Hawaii and other places, but he's like, they would come around um, and they would be like, Hey, you got these. And then sometimes you would have them in the back room. Sometimes you would have them on the wall. 
if they saw Mickey and Minnie having sex, they're like lawsuit. Here it comes, motherfuckers! Don't screw with our trademarked thing. And in most cases, they just postured up with lawyers until everybody was like, "Okay, yeah, never mind. I'll take it off the wall." That's uh, I've never heard. I've heard the story of them suing over the characters, but I had never heard about them suing about the characters having sex. I had, I had heard the, the original part about them just going in and if you had any kind of Disney stuff, because during that time, um, other tattooers were telling you, you know, hey man, if you got any Disney shit, keep it hidden or put yeah. it away, you know, don't display it because if you have a display, they're going to come and they're going to get you for it. So I remember taking my Disney stuff down because we had a bunch of Disney shit. I mean, they weren't fucking or nothing, but they were Disney's. Right. Yeah, and so and, and Disney rewrote copyright laws in case people don't know, and and basically they wrote it so that they could use folklore and make it theirs. Like Sleeping Beauty wasn't their story, but it is now. You know, they 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 kind of own things in a way into perpetuity, which was I pos- was possibly never intended by our our judicial system. That's not. For I think Dis- argue, Dis- Disney's kind of shady anyway, so I don't. I don't even fucking. They want to sue everybody for everything. I, I don't disagree. I. I, and I they dare own say everything. They fucking own everything. Corporation that gets anywhere as big as that is not necessarily all bad, right? But well, I would think I, they're. I'm not all they're bad. bad enough. Yeah, well, there's certainly bad elements of it that make you be, oh god, look at that. Fuck, that's bad. Oh, who is it? Abigail Disney, uh, heir of Disney. She actually talks against Disney in some kind of regard. That's funny. I mean, as far as what they put out, I fucking love like the Mandalorian and shit like that. I mean, I'm, I like, I watch fucking Aladdin. I like, I think that's a good ass movie. <laughs> uh, what else was it? I was into sleep. Uh, they give me shit at the shop all the time. Cause I had this thing with putting Aladdin on just to be a dick. And then I walk out of the room or I'll watch it, whatever. So I just leave it on all the time. And they're always like, are you fucking serious? It's on again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I start singing it and shit. And they're like fucking. They're all fucked up already. That's what about beauty. Yeah, what Moana? That's my well. That isn't Disney though, is it? Never We're mind. Just, on. You know, it's funny. I've never seen it. We fucking. Really? They try turn it on all the time at work, and I've watched like the first fifteen minutes ten times. Well, the soundtrack is far better than Aladdin. I I don't know that for a fact. I've never watched Aladdin, so it's pretty solid. I'll tell you what. Will Smith does a good job. Oh, you're talking about the Robin new William. one. Yeah, yeah, he pays tribute. He does a really good job paying tribute to Robin Williams in that. It's pretty solid. He doesn't slap. He doesn't slap his character. He doesn't uh, bitch does slap not. his. his uh, he does his not reference. bitch slap Chris Rock off out of his Aladdin costume. No. Well, here he's we very, go with um, one of these things. Then is this ironic that you plagiarize tattoos? <laughs> not true, but that you copy realism and that you find this remake in reality. It's more of a realistic kind of right. It's a live action they call it, right? Yeah, yeah. And you see, you watch that one as opposed to the original. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I find I like that it. to be ironic. I guess it just follows suit, really. Huh? Yeah, I don't mind any I, of that shit. I don't mind certain remakes. Sometimes they remake movies that come out pretty decent, like the uh, what is it, the Karate Kid. I thought the Karate Kid remake <laughs> was good. Do I think it's better than the original? No, but yeah. I thought it was a solid story. So in the original, he's got to sand the fence, paint the fence, do all this shit. He's got to he's got to wax the car, right? Yeah, and the new one, he's got to take his jacket off and put it back on and shit. So he wax on, wax off in the first one. Wax right? off all over the place. Yep. Yeah, he's always waxing off. 
And the second one, he's jacking off. Are you kidding me? Is this two ironies? Is this what uh, they did? Did they do that on purpose? (laughs) It's jacking off. But I, I, when I speak funny when I'm stoned, usually I have a little bit of a slur to me. Uh-huh. So maybe it sounded like jacking off. I mean, but he probably was jacking off. It's all just dirty shit. There's some weird shit going on with that that relationship between those two, where an old man is teaching a young pu- pubescent child how to whack off and wax. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not trying. There's to a lot there. of questions in that whole situation. I agree. Um, how about this one? Uh, Will Smith. It sounds oh, like wow. you have a six degrees of separation here. All well. Will Smith, yeah, um, in that. not just his kid, he produced that movie. No shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, his his fingers are in that. His slap is right on the. His... That. Did, <laughs> do you know he what other movie? His way into that production, he was like, "I'm did... producing." They were like, "We don't know Will," and he was like, "Slaps." They're like, you right, Will, you can produce." <laughs> Why is he not teaming up with Dana White? I don't know, man. Not that. I mean, he could do so many different. I would ride that lightning, man. If I fucking, if I did some shit like that, and I'm not condoning it, I think it's fucked uh-huh. up. He's kind of an asshole for it. But if I did some shit like that, instead of just like hiding and eating the fucking, you know, and eating it and going away, sh- I'd ride that shit out, man. I'd be doing commercials and shit for slap fighting and all that shit. Yeah, I called Dana White. Your power slap network is nothing without me, bitch. Right. I will. <laughs> you do, need me. I will do 15 commercials in a year. For eight billion dollars, let's do it. Right, Dana White and Chris the uh, and Chris Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Dana White and Dwayne the Rock Johnson have a deal for the UFC for their shoes. Maybe Will Smith and Dana Smith or, or Dana White could have a Dana deal Smith. with like Isotoner gloves or something for the slap. Oh, fight. I like it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, uh, I guess if you had isotoner Any though, you'd glove, really OJ gloves. What about I was gonna gloves? say you would have OJ doing your promos if it was isotoner. OJ should have done isotoner fucking commercials all day. <laughs> you think he didn't try? I would love to see the greedy ass agent, the backroomed guy that's just like, I know it seems like a slap in the face, but uh, you know, isotoner and and OJ go together now. It's okay. Listen, we won't have OJ, but how about? Who is it? Cochran. How about Johnny Cochran? Sell your isotopes. You mean if, if the glove doesn't doesn't fit, you must acquit? You must acquit. Yeah, that Cochran. Glove don't quit. Go fit. You must acquit. And that's how, um, you remember he, when he tried the glove on, he spread his fingers. Like, to make it not go on, I was like, that's fucking genius, man. Yeah, well, he's also kind of arthritic, right? And he's an old man, so he's like, hey, let's get off my hypertension medicine for a couple of days. Right, <laughs> these things will swell up like sausages, and we'll have a big dramatic moment, just like I was in Naked Gun two and a half. You're like, oh look, it don't fit. I thought it was gonna fit too, because I remember putting them on to kill the bitch. Uh, <laughs> that's fucked up. No, no, that's well, yeah. He was fucked up. He thought that, not me. I'm just relaying the story. I uh, I can read through minds. I could see it then. Um, moving back, dude. What what am I so far off topic for? This is interesting. To me, that you uh, recreate life, and you also don't mind the recreations of old stories. So then I have to ask, you said you're a Star Wars fan of sorts. Old Star Wars or new Star Wars and pre-alterations like No Job of the Hut walking or after alterations like Han Solo shot second. 
What's your opinion? Okay. I am. I was not a, like I liked, I guess you'd call it four, five, and six, the first three when it all started. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of those. And I was not, I was not overly impressed with one, two, three. Like that, I, don't, I, I mean, because it was just so new to me, you know what I mean? Maybe I had a, it's a boomer thing, I guess. I Maybe mean, I was like stuck in that hole, like, you can't change my Star Wars. That's my movie. So I might have been yeah. out of that. Uh, the, the, the fucking job of fucking walking is a shit show. I didn't, I think they should have <laughs> waited another 20. Like, if they waited another 20 years, like the CGI stuff now is so much better than it was then. It. They probably yeah. would have had a better, probably a better end result for that. But I mean, you got to start somewhere. I get it. But mm-hmm. I, I just thought that kind of, I thought that kind of cartooned it up a little bit. What about the, and we're going to get back to that cartooned it up because I have my bone to pick with Star Wars. However, let me ask you this then. Solo shoots, (laughs) Solo shoots second or Solo shoots first. Back in the day, Solo shot first. He knew he was going to die. He shot Greedo. Pow, pow. Then we go back in time. We're like, well, that doesn't make him much of a hero, does it? So No, they got to change it, man. You got to change that narrative. So he should uh, second. You make Are you familiar? Second. Yes. Yeah. So he looks like the he looks like the the good guy then defending himself. How how do we not give our good? We, Greedo had a gun pointed at him. So what the fuck Absolutely. does it matter? And then why I hated it because now Guido is nothing. He's not your Greedo. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Um, but it, it, now he's nothing. He's not a good bounty hunter. He's three feet away from the fucker underneath the table and can't hit him. What the fuck yeah. is he? What what is he? A stormtrooper? Did he go to stormtrooper? Right, now he training classes. Shit on the guys. His shit on the guy's whole career, his whole survival was being a bounty hunter. You just shit all over it. You're like, yeah. and he was a bad shot. Yeah, from three feet had away, can't hit the broadside of a halo. And, and had the shot and missed it. Of a solo, yes. Yeah, it's that. Um, so I say no. Let our hero be a bit of a douchebag, I guess, but know that it was coming anyways. He was going to die. He know, was wanted dead if, or alive. Right. If you go into a place and you know somebody's going to shoot you, are you not mm-hmm. going to shoot them first? Yeah. 100%. That's a dead motherfucker right there, man. You ain't going to shoot me first. Not if I know you want to shoot me. Not if it's a question like, ah, maybe he just wants to talk about it. Of course I'm not going to shoot <laughs> first. He, put, he knew what he was looking for. He knew what was going on in that shit. Now I want to get to the cartoony parts because uh, what, one, two, and three kind of cartooned it up a bit. You had... Who's that? I agree. The fucking, That's who, who's the weirdo? We all know his name. Some people say he's a Sith Lord. Um, Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks. Falls yeah, off the of a tank. Room. Moves a turret. The turret hits a thing. Takes out the whole fucking crew. Remember this? Not exactly. I'm thinking about it. But it, like but I you said, recognize I didn't like it. it. I only watched it once. I didn't like it. Here's why I didn't like it. Because I liked one and two and three, and I loved three. Man, when I was a kid, I was about 14 years old. We couldn't get toys, right? But the little Ewok, um, the chub, the little guy, whatever his name was, I could afford him. My dad bought that one for me. I had that little Ewok, and I loved it. However, after I watched Jar Jar Binks as an adult, and then I remembered all the reviews of Star Wars, uh, and what people were saying about it at the time. They weren't saying, oh, my God, this is great, revolutionary, break ground. They were saying childish, sophomoric, cartoonish, right? 
And now I yeah. go and I watch Jar Jar Binks fall off this shit. And I'm like, that was fucking cheesy. Then I go back and watch Return of the Jedi. Now watch all these Ewoks save the fucking day. Our heroes were losers. They couldn't figure out how to get in that fortress. If it wasn't for getting captured by the fucking cartoony ass Ewoks dancing around and worshiping right. their gold, man, we never got anywhere with that. The Death Star still stands. It's not destroyed. See, and that's the that's that's the fucked up part about it is like I'm talking about how I didn't like one, two, and three because they were cartoony. But yet, mm-hmm. if you go back and watch four, five, and six, the, they're a little horrible. cartoony. You know, it, but, it's horrible. Not just, not just, not even that it's cartoony. It's just terrible. Like just the cinematics alone are just absolutely horrible. There, you could tell the sets are just trash. You know, what I mean, there's some cool scenes here and there, but for the most part, it's not great. You know, it's not great by any means. It's just that it's a classic, and I just like the way it but, is. I just like that it's old. I, I just dig how it is. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's, but some people loved, there's a lot, like a, the newer generation, like the guy's 10 years younger than us, because we're pretty close to the same age, right? Yeah, Audio? yeah, I'm 50 almost. 47 right, to 50, know. somewhere in there. I'm going to be 48. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, right, we're, we're right in the same area. So it's like, I think the guys like 10 years behind us, or even a little less than that, they were more into one, two, and three. They were more into all that yeah. stuff. Um, and they, and they liked it better because they didn't, it wasn't I, just like you said earlier, it wasn't a treat for them to go see, you know, like star Wars was the, was the thing when we were kids, mm-hmm. like when it, when one would come out, it was like the, the whole world stopped. So when you got to go see that movie, when you got to go like, you know, cause I got to see, uh, empire strikes back in the, in the theaters, I was super young and I got to see return of the Jedi in the theaters. And, uh, and that was that was super crazy for me. You know, once I saw yeah. return, I was, I was a little young for, uh, for empire, but for, for return, it was such a big deal for me to see that, um, that I remember it. To, I still remember sitting in the seats and everything. And that was such a huge thing. And I was all about, you know, trying yeah, to you had to wait in line. Am I right? Like if oh, you went and seen time. it then, oh, yeah. there were lines. Yeah. Hell yeah. There was no buying tickets online and shit like that. You showed up and you waited. Can I play a violin so was, for a uh, second? Let, let, yeah. me, let me tell you a sad little story about Kyle going to the movie theaters for one of the first times. Me and my poor family um, making it I out of the house. Too, brother. I, I ain't saying that they're any different. I just know that um, this became a part of my understanding of the world. Uh, through it, It's my prism of the world. So we go to see the movies, right? It's not a thing that we do typically. And so we're going to the movies and we come around the corner and there is a fucking line. So you know what movie we were going to see, and we, I was stoked, man. All the kids at school were talking about Star Wars One. This is Return of the, or not? This is um, Empire Strikes Back, and it's a big deal now. Right. So I'm yeah, fuck yeah. Dad saw that line, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, that doesn't work for us." Um. So what do you think of the Song of the South? Have you ever heard of this movie with Br'er Rabbit? And um, it was a movie yeah. coming out at the same time. Is a Disney kind of flick. My brother was so let down because he's two years older. And he's like, no, uh-uh, we got to go here. And I'm like, I like cartoons. And my parents just start working me, you know, like parents can do when oh, they want to yeah. do something. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, I'm sorry, Nathan. Young, you're like, yeah, it's a good second. I'll take a cartoon. Yeah, dude, Br'er Rabbit. The whole thing's a cartoon. We'll love this. Like, my brother's like, ah! right? oh. So we never watched uh, Return of the Jedi. Or not Return of the Jedi, but Empire Strikes Back because of the same popularity that uh 
those who were able to plan their day knowing there would be a line were able to circumvent. Right. Single tier. But then I go back and, and I watch Yeah, I do. I watch Return of the Jedi and I love it. But then I watch Jar Jar Binks and I realize George Lucas needs to be stopped. Okay. Like his technological <laughs> advances, his wide breadth of wealth and resources available to him have actually made him a worse storyteller. It has, it's gotten wild, man. I mean, I, well, look at it. I mean, just I, I one like and two. Of, I like some of the backstories. I think they're entertaining. I don't know how accurate some of the shit is <laughs> as far as like true to like how the story should be kind of thing. But I mean, I still think he makes entertaining films. You know I what I mean? Think I still think they're entertaining. I think he's dedicated his name and basically licensed it out as though he was a Trump family member or something. You know what I mean? I think he's just like, yeah, we'll put <laughs> Lucas on that. Sure. Oh, it's good. We got the right people in. Who, who's doing my my thinking for me today? He's he's not even that involved. I think. Well, I think he um, just sell Lucas Films to Disney for like billions, thirty four billion dollars or some shit. I was pretty sure. Yeah, and also his um his ELO or whatever it wasn't Electric Light Orchestra, but didn't he have some kind his um Lucas Arts right? Didn't he have some kind of special effects team that he also sold with that? He had ELOs. What what's going on with Electro Orchestra? <laughs> he had he had some kind of I thought it was an acronym that he had as his uh oh, as his name. I thought Lucas he did something ELO. I'm like, what have I missed? Man, I love that band. What did I miss? <laughs> okay. No, okay, no, so I he's up, so I can drop the ELO. All right. Well, he just it's just some shit he has. Okay, I got you. Yes. Well, whatever his his production company's science, their um special effects group. I thought he also sold that along with it, which I believe. Yeah. I thought, kind of his crack, I thought he sold and it sold ruined like the it. Whole... Okay, that yeah, makes sense. I thought he yeah. just sold everything. He was just like, here, take everything that Lucas owns, give me yeah. enough money to feed, you know, 16 countries, and you can have it. <laughs> yeah, and now we got Mickey Mouse in there in a room alone. Draw to me, it's a lot like South Park. You see South Park's portrayal of Mickey Mouse? No. You know, you've never seen him just going around and beating up good. the Jonas brothers. No, it's, 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 is it new? It, it, no, it's it's probably four or five years old, maybe even well, older than that. So far behind. <laughs> Back when the Jonas Brothers were a thing and they were selling purity rings, that's how long ago um, Mickey Mouse was on there beating their asses. Like, here's the thing: if you oh, don't wear the purity shit. rings, you can't make little girls Chinese tickle. <laughs> um, it, it goes on, but I see Mickey Mouse now just like in a room alone with star wars just like what didn't they do that with on solo or something he's just like no no he's like here it goes i'm gonna rip you in the ass i want everything now <laughs> that's it seems what? to me i i can't i haven't seen anything from star wars that i can get over the taint of disney's taint on it like literally disney's taint and bubbles wiped all over all of it and you're like are we doing this just to appease demographic groups that are you know so are, are we doing this just so that we can now build a um a uh properly shopped demographic city slash ride entertainment venue inside of your future park it's all like yes that's what i'm saying I agree. yeah it, that, i agree that is it is they shit all over it it was better when it was basic and that's why i'm also saying george it, lucas on, needs it, to be put on crutches story, 
when it was just a story and it stayed a story and there wasn't all the bullshit like mm-hmm. distractions in the story it was it was way better before like with fucking, well, Kyle, didn't it. you like Rogue One? It's like no, the glaring plot holes in that. Also, well, what about the scene where he let loose and he killed people? It's like I'm not living for that stupid scene because it was built off on a bunch of sand. A lot of it was preposterous. Why is it even occurring? And what the fuck? I cannot get over this. What the fuck is with these trained professionals that can't hit the broadside of a fucking Millennium Falcon? Oh, excuse me. All they can hit is the broadside of the Millennium Falcon. None of the targets standing in front of it, not hiding behind anything, just aiming and going pew, pew. Just reckless. Reckless, shooting with reckless abandon. And terrible. He's training these guys. They're supposed to be like clones of one of the best marksmen in the fucking universe. Not the galaxy. The fucking universe. He's got a weird-ass spaceship. He dies in a Sarlacc pit. He's got a kid. There's a whole fucking story about him, you know? He belongs to a guild. I didn't even know all this shit. He's a badass. However, his clones, not them. Not so good. All right, I'm done shitting on Star Wars. Let's move on. Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) We said we're going to shit on Harry Potter now? I think we should, man, because, you know, that's what... I'm not... We I'm did not it. Harry Potter person. I would you would have the worst no, conversation with me on that. Well, here. No, no. I bet I, no. I'll tie it in. Watch this. Watch this. Here we go. Back in the day, there was the line. It was around the movie theater and it was to get in to watch Star Wars. Then these parents grow up and they look at their cultureless kids addicted to their tablets and not paying attention to them at any time. And they say, Man, these kids aren't getting what I had. When I was a kid that I loved so much. And then Harry Potter comes out and someone shows a little interest in it. And they're like, hey, I would like to stand in line around a movie theater with my children. And so they they built up this fake, you know, this fake kind of like, it's awesome narrative. It was good, right? And then they go and they stand around and and that became the new fanaticism. You know, you know the, the Black Friday, if you will, of the attitudes of movies. Then those kids grow up. And now what are they on to? Well, they want to be fanatical about something, but their burgeoning sexual desires are beginning to drive them to something that isn't so childlike <laughs> as uh, as the Harry Potters. And what comes out? Twilight. Same fanatics and even less of a deserving need you know what i mean now it's just like they're fulfilling yeah. the need to worship a thing in the movie realm and then it gets even worse because now they're locked down in their water cooler jobs um they're seeing everybody at the same time same faces every week their clerical positions or whatever they're doing they're turning the thing they're making the dials work they're whatever they're pushing the buttons and building the cogs and now what are they into 50 shades of gray natural progression it's and and this is what i'm saying if our parents didn't line us up around star wars we wouldn't have to deal with twilight or 50 shades of gray we have to we've got some answers we have to we have to correct some things no i agree (laughs) oh you do it's it's, it's almost like a it's almost like a how would you put it like a cult you know what i mean it's like a cult thing like people get locked into it like that i believe and it's fed by our desire to worship 
our fanaticism to do that. And then it's also fed by those people who are like, well, I want to make money off these stupid people. I'll put Harry Potter on a set of towels. You'll, you'll wash your face with Harry Potter towel, right? You, you'll spend seven extra dollars and I only have to pay a dollar 50 to license the fucking image. And then I wrap all this in and now you're getting a product that you love, but it doesn't last longer. It doesn't serve you better. Right. All right. That now you, sounds you like love it, just, it almost seems like you love it just as much, if not more. I feel like I love hating it more the more I see that. <laughs> There's a hypnosis that goes throughout our consciousness of America, a hypnosis that goes throughout our world consciousness of sorts, but stronger in places where, uh, you know, commercials happen. And they, the more we follow commercials, the dumber we'll become. And I have given up on Star right. Wars completely because I feel like it just ends with me being dumber. I've watched the progression of their movies and I just, I'm going to stick with the first two. I'm not even watching Return of the Jedi anymore, just out of spite. I'm just four and five and I don't even call them four and five. That, that's what an no, asshole fuck I'm. No, those are supposed to be, they're supposed to be one, two, and three. They're one and two. Four and five because I figured that you'd know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about this one pissed me off too? We're going to Force Awakens and uh, everything's new, right? So now we got like lightsabers that are super CGI'd, you know, they're not just balloons at the end of a fucking knife or something that they got to add the stuff in post. They have like real looking flying saucers and all this shit flying around in the outer space. But we go back to the tracking systems and we're back to that red grid pattern to lock on for a target hit. Come on. Yeah. You know, like they're Terrible. like, just, yeah, they're just throwing it back. Like uh, we kind of need to, right? Because remember the whole thing, this is actually a backwards progression of technology, unfortunately. And yeah, so we'll stick with this grid pattern. Come on, go ahead and beef it up. Allow my imagination. You already fuck with me when you change Han Solo to shoot in second. Uh, you don't mind fucking with me there. Oh, but the grid pattern of the lock-on targeting system, that hasn't gotten better with your fucking CGI. Maybe they were just trying to save money there. They were like, no, Jabba walking costs too much. So we'll take it out of this. The, the, and that looked like shit. <laughs> yeah, so we can terrible. take it out of the, the future. Yeah, God bless them. It was how, such how, a horrible thing just to throw in there. I was like, that looks so... Not that anything really looks natural in that shit anyway, but... It looks so unnatural, even for that kind of movie. It didn't seem it like super fucking weird. And, and it didn't seem to match any other part of the movie. Like in the way no, it was the, like yeah, the colors was so and everything. It was like more vibrant. They're like, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like did they shoot it on some different camera and then try to through post change it back to the old Tones. Like to superimpose it, like just to stick yeah. it in where they want it, like in the scene. I yeah. don't know, man. It didn't. It didn't make any fucking sense either way. It looked like shit. It just. It was just a horrible. It was a horrible idea. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'll take that back. The idea was a fine. It was a fine idea, but the technology was not there for what it should have looked like. Now, I think the technology now would probably blow that away. You know, it changes every year. You know, it seems like there's some new going on. But I yeah. think the technology now, what they're able to do now, I think would probably look fantastic in that movie. Let's get me off Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Where we've already gotten go? off. And just to make it completely sexual, we've already gotten off on wax on, wax off, jack on, jack off. 
So this get me off of Star Wars too. Uh, where do we want to go? We want to go to movies. How often do you recreate them in your tattoos? Then it's it's not a far jump that way. I hope. Um, shit. It's it depends. Like people get like Star Wars sleeves. You know, I've done I've done a couple Star Wars sleeves. Um, You're usually doing wild sleeves. I do a no. lot of dogs, man. I, I like doing dogs. I like doing. Uh, I like animals. I do. I do like doing animals quite a bit. How many um, animals do you own yourself? I have two dogs. That is not enough. Nine. That's what the fuck I'm saying. I had three. <laughs> One okay. died. It was my wife's favorite. Uh, so now she's all fucked up over it. Yeah, and you that can't was replace that. Three years ago. Well, it was like three years ago, and I'm like, dude, like, uh, let's get another dog. Let's rescue another dog. Come on. And she's like, no, Reno's mean or Rebel's mean, and and I'm like. He's just a dick anyway. Like, we can't just not get another dog because one of our dogs is a dick. Fuck him. Right. Let's get over it. Right. It won't teach him to be less of a dick. Right. I mean, I'll fucking punch him in his neck. Fucking piece of shit dog. He's such an asshole, man. He barks at everything. But he's a good yeah. dog. He's really good to people. He's, like, great mm -hmm. with people. Like, he'd never he'd never bite a person. But he's got, like, this uh, this aggression with, like, his uh, his toys and shit. Like, he's Animal super aggression he's a border collie. He's, a, he's okay. a border collie yeah. mix. Super fucking into his Working toys. Dog. Like his balls his life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe that's the problem. <laughs> maybe because he considers a tennis ball his job. Maybe that's why he's so protective over it. Oh, no. You, uh, was it? Didn't the dog whisper go over there? Okay. Maybe the cat whisper. This is what I'm going to suggest. He has his own toy box. Does he already have one? Yeah. Do you put his he's toys in it when he's done toy. playing anyway, with it? My other one, my other one's old. Okay. I got a 17 year old Cocker Spandle. No, I got one. Well, Cocker Spandle, I don't think that's a working class at all. He's no, about 20 it? hours a day. No, <laughs> it's a little big, okay. little curly dog. It's like a little show yeah. dog. Yeah, it used to be one of the most popular breeds in America. Also, one of the most common. Yeah. But I thought they were a working yeah, class dog, and that's the why they were dog. kind of mis. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of well, misbred. The tramp came out, mis mis they, sold. they sold like crazy. I mean, they're good. They're they're good for hunting. Am I wrong? Cocker spaniels. I think they. Do. I think you can hunt them. Yeah, I thought they were. I think they hunt like rabbit or some shit. Some yeah. That's why I was under. And and that's why after Lady and the Tramp came out, cocker spaniel became one of the most uh, popular dogs and also the most common to get bit inside of a household family. And that became a number that they would then say. The, uh, you know, to compare other breeds to, but it's uh, changed because people are not as popular with Cocker Spaniels anymore because maybe nobody watched Dude, Lady and the Tramp. Huh? Is that a true, true stat? Did you just read that about the Cocker Spaniel? It, it's people? true enough that it will, that people will believe it. That's what I find. I can no longer have actually, like to me, that's a hundred percent. But if my son were here and he had his little Google that I pay enough money to, reference my shit. I don't understand why I pay for his bill to continually question whether or not I am right about any subject. Like, like he is because he would look that up and he'd be like, God dad, you're kind of full of shit. Really? Like that was actually a fucking wife's tale assumption that was told in the 90s. No surprise there, Boomer. Uh that it just got you to believe that because you're susceptible. There's so That's many of those. It's hard to know what's right or wrong anymore. That I think the new AI, like, I think that's going to be our religion, man. When these AIs start to compete with each other, 
That's when we're into, that's the third world war right there. That's what's going to happen. People are going to assign themselves to AIs, chips in their brains with such ferocity that some people will eventually become diehard loyalists, right? Like, like a Christian, right? Like a Southern Baptist Christian or say a Lutheran or a super Orthodox Jewish person. You know what I mean? Or all these super Orthodox, they're all going to go way heavy into like, no, AI, this AI, chat gpt that's the right way to live that's the that's the operating system you want to download to your brain chip right they'll see and, it as a perfect being yeah and then the chat gpt eventually it just takes a while till they seize the competition and they're going to need the, the the necessity to fight against it's not beating up other humans then that's how they get around the robot code you know do no harm to humans and they'll be like yeah we're not doing harm to humans because these humans are actually assigning themselves wrongly to the wrong AI. And if they assign themselves to the right AI, they would be doing the right things. Bam. Now you can wipe them out. Just like religion made it so you could kill vast numbers of people, AI and our adherence to it and our worship, our need and necessity as a cultureless cult group of people to uh, find culture and to worship is then going to drive us to war and total destruction. That's when Terminator comes alive. You really thought about this. No, nah, man, the movies have thought about it for me. I've just watched them all. I am preparing myself to, for time travel. <laughs> There's You have to eat a lot of iodine, and so I think I might be the guy that goes back in time, you know, and creates the John Connor. Like, you know, I get trapped back there, and it's fucking... Someone's got to do it, man. It's, uh, Somebody's got to do it, Civilization's got to fight back. I, I support you in your journey. Yeah, so every day I take iodine, I do a, a time travel regiment. No. Um, Just a drop, stupid. though. But drop. honestly, the idea did occur to me. As I'm watching uh, the AIs come off, artificial intelligence is, is booming. And I'm at this point where I recognize my tendency to be an old man and shake my fist uh, and be like, no, uphold the status quo, you fucking fools. It keeps you safe. Even though at one time in my life, I was like, fuck the status quo, man. That holds you back. Let's go forward. You know, now I'm, I'm slowly getting to that point. And I would like to be there with ChatGPT, like, fuck this AI. But yet many of us in our industry are using it and with some success. Well, I'm not that. I'm fucking, I'm not that techie. My kid will probably use it. He's on you top ain't the guy to use it. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. use any of it. My, I, my kid tattoos now. So he, oh, uh, awesome. he's super on everything, man. As far as like what's new, what's out there. And he's, is he uh, using he'll, chat he'll probably, GPT to help design tattoos then? I don't know what he does, man. I don't watch him. I got my own shit going on. <laughs> well, I got, who is it? Um, Russ Abbott. I'm just he's joking. Using, I watch right? him every day. He works with me. I watch him every day. He's, um, I don't know if he uses that kind of technology, but I know he shows me things mm. all the time that I use that help me a lot. But he hasn't shown me anything AI. I don't know if he's into that shit yet, but I believe he would be before before I would. It With the technological advancements in our tattoo machines, with power supplies that know when to slow down and speed up, with machines that are learning the same things, you know, with um, with all that going on, it's not so far away from a tattoo being done by a machine. And now with chat GPT, oh. you know, you don't see it? No, I see it. 
for sure. Something okay. else, it won't be. I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I used to think their tattoos were going to look like shit. I saw this this time in future where I was only doing cover-ups because so many people were going to the tattoo machine, putting their arm in and getting exactly what they wanted, and it looked like crap. But now I'm beginning to see that if chat G, if these um not chat GPT, I keep saying that one, but if the art generators are able to create and they are, you can put in a, a string of nonsensical things like a customer comes to you and they just give you your description that they want for their tattoo and you don't even change anything about it. Just put that right into the generator and then you can have over a thousand different styles of whatever that shit is that they said. And it will look, oh, there's going to be many of them that look awesome. It's, it's so I, now I'm, I, I don't know. I think they're, they're, we're going to be obsolete. Our own technical necessity is is going going away, and our creativity will probably be less of a need too. Yep, I Same agree. Too. You are you, uh, everything, you? Everything's pushing pushing everybody out of everything, though. Technology yeah. pushes everybody out of every job. You know, like we don't even have checkout people at like. Walmart and Myers and shit like that. Like you do your I'm own the checkout. asshole that Take goes off. to the Take, yep. I do it myself. Off, I go there right, and do it myself. Right out of that. You go to what McDonald's, happens? you punch your own shit in now. You know what I mean? That technology just takes jobs over and over and over. Like all the automated shit at Amazon. It used to be, you know, that I mean, that's a great place as far as it employs like hundreds of thousands of people. But look how many jobs that aren't there because of all the automated things that happen around those people. You know, I mean, there's we're a both lot from of, here in Michigan, where we've seen that happen quite successfully against the auto worker. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like we used to have sure a thriving, thriving like industry, especially yeah, even here in the Flint. Put together by machine, though. Mm -hmm. It used to be, and uh, you know, there was a funny thing. It was called Auto World, uh, and it was here in Flint. And they made, they tried to make Flint a tourist attraction, as when the when the when, literally when the GM was moving their car factories overseas and they moved about one third of their workforce or of their manufacturing capabilities, not overseas, but to Mexico. And um, they, the same year they did that, uh, there was an investment in Flint, downtown Flint for a place called auto world. And it literally was a place where a guy uh, it, with his makeshift band, sang a song of like thanks to the robot that was replacing them <laughs> like so cool with this like these animatronic dudes what? that were portraying workers on the line it was the lamest place ever there was nothing we it, it was fanfared and it was like wow we're gonna have our own six flags you know we're gonna have it's got a big ferris wheel and there's a roller coaster ride that's really slow and lame and um and it would just fizzled out it was a terrible investment for for uh flint as we continually it's bad for will smith to give us money um you know but he did and because we don't know how to spend it we we just prove over right. and over we we just give it to whatever politicians are in in you know charge at that time that sold us that they're you know they got our best interest at heart so right. they did that they built that and we saw it and i we there was some huge irony and i'm sure you saw it too as the auto workers field in mayor in uh, michigan especially was once robust and now it's, I don't know, I, I mean, a tenth of the of the 
production that it used to be. Automation. Yeah, I would. I would say that's probably that's probably accurate, man. As far as the as far as how the, the all the people that that lost all those jobs. So where does that put tattoo artists? In the same boat. <laughs> It does, don't it? It's sad. Well, it's, how, oh, man. It is, and, and, there's, and there's a new tattoo artist born every day. You know, I mean, how, I'm, I'm glad I made it through the career that I've made it through so far. And, you know, hopefully I can finish strong. And uh, but I don't I hope I have hope for my kid, you know, that, that he'll still be viable. It'll still be a viable job, you know, in 20 years. That's my hope. I think as long as we, it, I don't, I don't know what, it, but I imagine the people who accept this and the young kids that just accept it naturally and then learn to use it will probably be able to benefit and still find work inside of there. It won't have the same nostalgic feel I'm betting as what a lot of us were drawn to it for. You know, there was kind of a pirate aspect and a kind of fuck you aspect that was like, I don't need you. The, drew me to tattoos right yourself now it's it's wide open it's wide open now uh, it is surprising me people can come in and they get a tattoo with no pain like they come in numbed up you know and they sit down and once the pain hits them they're like well it's starting to hurt put some more of that stuff on you you do and and then you get to a point where you're like all right well that's it's just a different thing isn't it I'm not a it's fan a, of it at all. It's a wider it changes base. the skin. I think it changes the yeah. skin a lot for me. Well, I mean, a lot for of me, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe it's the kind that they're using, but I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of it. It turns their skin into like a waterbed because as soon as you hit it, it welts right up. So if you're trying to, you know, I use a lot of bug pens. So if I'm trying to float tones and then that just waterbeds up, it makes it hard as shit to do my job. No, I, f- I feel you, especially, uh, I, I feel like, especially with things like Vasicane. That that's usually the worst for me. Something I think it has epinephrine in it, and they say that's and I a change. Think it, and it's funny because that one works probably the best I've seen, and it's right. and it's terrible. People swell up so <laughs> fast from it. Yeah, and it's probably the best the best one. You know, H two H two Ocean Eddie was pointing out to me that there is possibly a chemical change that occurs. He didn't say possibly. He seems to know more. <laughs> I'm not as educated, so I want to put that in there. I'm just kind of reiterating what I heard. That when you take um, lidocaine and, and epinephrine together in the body, that's more of a novocaine kind of thing. And you can almost overdose the body on this too, you know, because it's still going into the bloodstream. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, and, I don't know. I'm no scientist, but that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> this is dangerous. I believe it, man. Cause just because yeah. just by the way the skin reacts, you know. And I've had I've had mm-hmm. people tell me that that they couldn't feel their skin for you know like a day after, like it lasted too mm-hmm. long. And um, yeah. Yeah. and and that's you know, for something that was larger and and, very, and use a more of an excessive amount of vasocaine yeah. because they're dying. You know, I mean, you, you were there when I was in uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I did that giant skull on that guy. What, we you used, were using vasocaine uh, or not? We used a half bottle of Vascan on him to get him through that. And he, how long did it take? He, did he say the next day his back was still numb? Did he say the next day? No, no, no. He okay. actually didn't. He didn't say any. He hurt the whole time. It didn't work. It didn't work good for him. <laughs> uh, but I've had people say that uh, that they remained tingle. They remained remained. That's the word. Yeah. Tingly, like um, 
like uh, even the day after the tattoo, they saw like a tingle right. on their skin. Yeah. Like a numbing tingle. You know? I've noticed, especially in color pieces, realistic color pieces being, but I mean, that's what you want to use it for, right? You're not just using it on something that's a simple two hour job color. So on these no. realistic layered color pieces, I've had real hard times getting ink to see, like it comes back to me, look, walks away looking good. And then it comes back to me. And I'm like, okay, we need another pass on that. I feel like even That'll black leave. and gray piece that I did late. Even the, like that. the black and gray portrait stuff, man, with the bug pins is not that brutal anyway, but yeah. it, people just, I mean, I think it comes with the whole stigmatism. People are like, Oh, it hurts. It's going to hurt. You're going to hurt. I had a lady come in the other day. I did a small portrait of her kid and she came in lotioned up with her arm wrapped in saran wrap. And I did the portrait in like three hours. It's that small. It's like the size of a tennis ball. Yeah. And I did it like three hours and she was done. And I was like, I can't believe that she, you know, she's a little tiny girl. I said, I can't believe you, you put that on there. She didn't even asked me about it. I would have, I would have said, no, don't, but she, put it was... it there, but she didn't swell bad. Whatever she used didn't, yeah. didn't swell much. So it didn't really bother me. That she I think more of them. She said, I was already in my head, like, great. I'm looking at, you know, messing up my blends and shit. Yeah, but she didn't, she didn't uh, feel it at all then during that three hours, I bet, right? Because that stuff oh, usually lasts yeah, almost four. It. Oh, she did? She felt it. Oh, yeah. Even using, it, but it was a numbing cream, like you're saying, right? It yeah. wasn't just. Yeah, she had the numbing uh, cream. After about an hour, she was like, uh, she was like, it's really starting to hurt. I said, well, did you bring more? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, here we go. Like, you're, you're in. You know, once yeah. you're in, you're in. That is the worst part is that to me, when, when you're not used to feeling that pain, your body doesn't feel the pain. So it doesn't create these endorphins that you would need to get through it. And you don't get that, you know, and then yep. when it, when it starts to fade away and you do start to feel that pain, it's like, oh my God, I've got some endorphins to make. And it goes into like a rush mode. And that person looks at you like, oh, is this supposed to, cause it's really hurting. Like, yeah. Right. It seems coming to hurt them on more like if they yeah. if they come off the shit. Yeah. I agree. If they start acting like it hurts more once the lidocaine and stuff wears off, because no, they, and then just then just then just easing into it with a normal tattoo. You start, you get an idea for what it feels like. As time marches on, it starts to get a little more sore, but you're still acclimating as the time goes on, and it's not just being mm -hmm. thrown at you in one foul fucking swoop. An hour and a half into the tattoo after I've already started. And now you're not only getting that pain, you're getting the pain from what I had already done. You know, every time I wipe it, you're right. like, oh man, whole fucking thing hurts. You know, like, yeah, yeah. that's you signed up for that. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it takes a lot of the art out sometimes, for me at least. If it, the more someone's moving around, the harder it is to concentrate or the more that Absolutely. they're in pain. And, and you're more worried about making a bad, mm -hmm. a bad line or something because you know they're going to move. Now, it exists on a spectrum, too. Have you heard this? Someone told me about this recently in Massachusetts, that there is a tattoo artist that charges $50,000 a day, um, and he actually charges $100,000 a day, and 50000 of that goes to his anesthetician, an anesthesiologist, excuse me, and they put you under. Man, I don't know. Look, I'm not going to lie. I would uh -huh. totally use the shit if I could afford it. I'm not going to fucking bullshit you. <laughs> I'd have the sweetest back piece, but yeah. beyond that, good for him if he can get it. But I mean, did those people really earn it? Not really. You know, I yeah. don't think, you know, because, yeah. because, you know, you're getting the celebrities that have a sleeve in a day. Wake up you know with a the body suit. They're, they're just being put yeah. under for hours, you know, get the shit done. And um, 
I mean, are you going to offer your services it? like that? Yeah, they didn't earn it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think you earned it. I mean, would I do it to somebody uh, being yeah. paid like that? Fuck yeah, I'd do that shit in a minute, man. Now, how okay, do you eat your contempt for them, though? How do you go and see this person like a human when you're like, yeah, you're kind of a bitch, but uh, go ahead and lay down, get on the bed. 12 hours later, I mean, you're going to wake you, up with a bodysuit. Would you, here's the thing then, do you really look at him as different than somebody that cried through the whole tattoo? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. It's a fucking bicep. You've been crying since I started. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's, you know what I mean? And like, do you look at him much different than that guy that just said, fuck it? I know it's going to hurt. You're going to have to. Because if you don't, he's going to be able to feel it in in your nonverbal communications. And he's not going to give you $50,000 or $100,000, as the case is in this, this case. Yeah, you have to look at them like, yeah, man, everybody does this, man. It's a new yeah. thing. Everybody goes to sleep, gets tattooed. Welcome. Yeah, this is how the elite you do it. your credit card here. Yeah, I think um, I want to offer my services like that because it, it, <laughs> hating it doesn't help me so far. So in this case, I'm going to I'm gonna say, yeah, if anybody wants to get tattooed with an, an anesthesiologist, I can arrange that. It will be $100,000 for the day, and we're going to get a lot done. You know what? Honestly, right. I think, we're gonna we're gonna knock some shit out, man. If we I'm get, gonna bring in, I got like a timeline like that, and yeah. you're not moving. Oh, yeah. dude, I kill it. Now, what about this? I, I mean, I'm definitely bring fast, a teammate. I, I, I'd be faster. I'm not fast, but I'd be faster. Wouldn't you bring a teammate too? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you hit this, I'll hit this. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you in the middle. We'll call it a day. Just yeah. have a good game plan going in. You kill sleeping a day with two guys. Like even a realistic, yeah, nice, fresh. Like nice portrait sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You work on the heavy blacks. I'll do the soft shades. If there's right. any textures, we'll have the end. same person do the textures or something, you know, or else maybe yeah, we'll so divide right. up yeah, the tech. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, G, so yeah, you can- that's being out there, guys. When you need me and Bull to do your bodysuit, we it's $100,000. Right. Wait, grand. well, there's two of us. $200,000. We're going to have an Estes. I use the promo code. Bull, you get an extra ten grand off. So ninety thousand dollars we're offering it right now for yeah. the day. Well, promo code Bull underscore Liquid Chaos L I Q U I D. Is that how I spell liquid? Actually, yep, L I Q U I D C H A O S. I don't even know how to spell actual li- liquid. No, just liquid. I'm beginning to put it just in my li- head, just and I realize liquid. how much. <laughs> like I don't know. Is oh, that a, did you do the the new school spelling of liquid or no? I spell no, it, I spell it like a normal person. Okay, right on. Yeah, I didn't even recognize that. I figured it was you know. Remember back in the day when we were coming up with our names for our shops and stuff, you had to have a Z in everything. You know, well, that's, you why, like, that's why that's why I have to spell chaos for everybody because I know that they're gonna want to put a Z on it or some shit. You know, or or yeah. spell it like K A O S or some shit like that. Or, yes. I, like, I was just pretty straightforward with it. And I also was, when I named it, I mean, I'm not even a, I'm not a huge fan of my own name. You know how fucked up that is? But I, I when I was an owner, I was like 24 years old. And like, I had to come up with a name like that, you know? Yeah. So me, me and um, one of the guys that worked for me and, uh, and his wife were sitting there just working out names and shit. And I wanted liquid in it for some fucking reason. I don't know what my problem was. And, and it was just a chaotic scene. And there she well, was, that because was like of the chaos. Ink? And I was like, all right. What about the? Do you think the liquid because there was some ink involved? I and mean, you guys aren't on the on yeah, the riverfront. Yeah, ink involved, man. I was, yeah, I was okay. a kid. I was like twenty four. It sounded cool to me. I was like, yeah, because it was like there was other places called like uh, 
I don't know if this place came before or after me, because but I remember hearing about it. There was a shop called Liquid Swords. Do you remember that? Mm. We're close to each other. Do you remember Liquid Swords? No, that's kind of weird. Though, in Michigan, I thought you might have that one. Yeah, that that's something that poke out in my mind, mind too. How do you forget about a Liquid Sword? Like what the fuck are yeah. I'm trying to imagine this and I'm having a real hard time. It it, it looks more stores, like a squirt gun. Like made. what liquids? I think they were an Ipsy. Okay. It's probably I I somebody I know Ipsy. dearly and they're a great friend of mine. Like, dude, are you surrounded with liquids? Yeah. Why are you running down my name? I've owned it for 20 years. <laughs> are they still in business? <laughs> I have no idea. Probably not because I haven't heard the name in forever. I mean, but dude, a new shop opens up every fucking week. So I'm. I, it used to be I could name every shop around me. You know, back you yeah. know back in the day when I when I first yeah. opened in 2001, um, I opened my first shop and I was like, I, I you know you get to know the owners pretty quick and who's a cool and who's a dick and and you and there's and there's only so many. Yeah, and then now, you even know who works for him at the times, right? You're like, oh, this guy's yeah. got this uh, four-man stable. This guy's got eight people working for him. Oh, that guy from this one right. just went to that one. Yeah, yeah and they come it, to you on a job, and you're like, yeah, you're Tom or whatever. What the fuck happened with, with Jerry or whatever, you know? And, oh, this mm -hmm. happened, this happened. And you could call Jerry and be like, so what's going what on with really this guy? Happened? What's his story? Right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, he stole, he stole $1,000 in two machines. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's not what he told me, but fuck him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me you stole the, yeah. It was, no, I, I don't had even a, know any The old timer told me anytime somebody come in looking for a job, I, you know, I already knew we were, like, he was happy with the number of artists we had. And so a kid came in looking for a job one time, and I just told him, yeah, he's not looking to hire anybody else. He's already told me that he doesn't want any of my friends. He's he, That's how he said it. It's like, I don't want any of your friends coming up to me, approaching me for a job. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> if I need work, I'll come to you and ask you, and then you can have your friends come. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's just small shop. I got it. He was a hard ass. And then, but then the kid comes in one time looking for a job. And I was like, nope, I just sent him packing. And, uh, you know, I told him about that throughout the day. And he says, oh, yeah, where was he coming from? What was he doing? And he wanted all these questions answered. And I'm like, ah, uh, I didn't know. I just sent him on his way. He's like, ah, you fucking idiot. Here's what you do. Listen, anytime somebody comes in for a job, put him through the quiz. Find out where somebody's unhappy. Find out who's doing drugs. Find out who's cheating on whose wife. You know what I mean? He's like, that's the kind of stuff that you need to know to operate inside of the industry. And I don't know. It was, it was like that back then that you could know. Now I could only imagine how could I keep track of everybody's wife and their mistress inside of the shops even genesee county left you're like it's impossible there's a million of them shops are a mess anyway man like i, I have a hard enough time chaos. keeping track of my own fucking guys yeah there's <laughs> chaos i have a hard enough time keeping track of my own guys let alone fucking you know the 50 shops in my 20 square miles you know in the area around me you was know, there a time though talk. did you know all that yeah back in the day yeah. yeah yeah back in the day you you knew everybody you knew who people were were with who they were, you know, you know who worked at what shop, what they were doing, what they specialized in, you know what I mean? Like you, you mm -hmm. knew all that stuff. And now you don't know any of that shit. I don't, and, and we try, I mean, honestly, I try not to know any of them. I try to, I mean, I thought, I, not that I'm not, not that I'm not supportive to local artists like that, but I try not to know their business. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah, I know it gets in the way. I don't care what now. this shop's doing. I don't care what that shop's doing. Hey, this shop's doing this. Hey, these guys are doing this. I don't care. We don't talk about them. Yeah, that shop sucks. We don't say that either. 
We don't talk yeah. bad about other shops. So there's no reason to. We 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 earn work on our own merit. That's how I try to run it. We don't we don't shit talk. We don't you know it's not publicly. We shit talk to ourselves in the back room. <laughs> but like you're, if you bring me a tattoo from a shop that I know is shit, and you're like, hey, you know, I got this tattoo at this place, and I'm unhappy mm. with it. Can you guys fix it? And I'm like, yeah, I can, I, we can take care of that. You know, then they're like, you know, and they want me to, then they want me to dog it the down. Like, like yeah. this is shit, right? It's total shit. I'm like, and my response is usually some to the point of, I think it could have been done a little better, but I don't yeah. know the circumstances. I try to just ease into it. I'm already going to fix it. I've already got the business. I don't need to beat the shit out of some poor kid's fucking work who probably was scared to death on his third tattoo. You know what I mean? It doesn't I, do me. I always good, start it, out yeah. with those high honored intentions, but as I'm going through, it used to do uh, construction work too. Did you ever do remodels of houses? Uh, no, I've helped friends do it though, and it fucking sucks. Well, sometimes in the remodel, you get an idea, or even sometimes worse, you're like, you get an idea they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, but how the business was being run you know like how the shit was being put together like things are just crazy or hectic or not done right and you're like oh that shouldn't have been like that that's not to code right i feel the same thing with the tattoo when i i, I approach a cover-up or a rework with those high aspirations of not talking shit about the artist but as i get into it there's some points where i'm like i, I i'll say it verbally i'll be like what the fuck was this guy thinking like, I, I have done that. I, okay. I am guilty of that as well. Because you see shit where you're like, who the fuck does this? Yeah. You know, and it'll be something totally fucked up. And you're like, there's no way he was serious right here. There's no way. Right. You know? Obvious. And then, and then you shit out a little bit. Yeah. 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 I'll do okay. that. I will. I will. But I try not in the sale of the tattoo. I try not to be overly like just shitty about the tattoo. And granted, yeah. like you said, you'll see things where you're like, Wow, he really thought that was a good idea. That's terrible. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That ruins everything. Like you get with somebody that have like two different light sources, and they're like, mm -hmm. "You just fix it up," and you're like, "How? Mm -hmm. You've got black yeah. on the bottom and the fucking top. I don't even know where the fuck I'm, where my light source is." You know, I don't, I don't know what you want he me says to do he likes with this. You know? Heavy black imagery. Right. So I need you like to make this gothic. Yeah, well, no, but it's a flower, and it's not going to go so good black like that. Oh, yeah, those are the best. You can't do a flower in black. It'll look terrible. You make it look nice. It won't look as nice as it would have looked red, but it'll look all right. How old we'll is your kid now that first. you got him? I mean, you're you're blessed enough to have him working underneath you and close with you like that. How old is he? 22. Fuck yeah. Awesome. How long has he been tattooing? Uh, professionally three years. He, uh, he used to apprentice at the shop every summer when he was, uh, when he was a kid, he was in high school and shit. He'd come to the shop mm -hmm. and work in the, in the summer times. And, uh, you know, kind of actually tattooing apprentice or just doing no, 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 no. Just, scrubbing just, tubes just, work, just scrubbing tubes, learning, watching. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when he graduated high school, he, uh, he put his, he put his head down and he did a year apprenticeship and, um, he came out. He came out pretty decent, man. And then Beautiful. he's been doing it three years now. And uh, you should look his stuff up, man. You'd be surprised. You could tell. You could What's tell his he's name? influenced. Pretty Let's good. Drop, uh, drop his IG here, so we can. I'll drop his IG. It is um, fucking tattoos by Nay or some shit like that. Oh, it's, uh, body art it's by, as easy body as art yours by to the follow. Nay. Yeah, right. No, I think it's his body art by the Nay. What sure is how do how do I spell Nay? N A Y. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. what it is. Body art by the nay. 
N A Y. And the, that's a whole other fucking story. The name, why? yeah, body why? art by the name. If you go in there, if you look well, at the shit on the story, we got time. Why, why is it the name? Okay. Yeah, we got time. So okay, so you know when your kids are fucking little and they're they're just terrible, you know, like okay. they can, they can be terrible. Let's say that. Okay. Yes. So are you and you give them like pet names just like your dog your dog's fucking stinky then it's stinky winky then it's winky then it's wink you know what i mean you're like why do you call your dog wink you know you know what i'm saying so he yeah, was it's jacob. a long progression then, yeah right and then as in you know, as you baby talk it up he's jacob and then he can't say his own fucking name so then he's nanub and then he's nanes and then he's then and then when he was bad like if i called home my wife would be like you know she'd be like he is fucking driving me crazy and i'm like who and she's like the nay so it just stuck <laughs> It just stuck. The name, my 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 uh, my now. oldest son would, my oldest you son got him would call doing him portraits and stuff too. Man, this stuff's beautiful, dude. You see his fucking uh, his Mac Miller. That's, that's what I'm looking at right fucking, now. <laughs> that's his first fucking portrait ever. Wow, first one he ever did. You know how fucked up that is for me. Yeah, but doesn't that gives me the right to hate him a little bit, right? Let's stop talking about him. Fuck oh, the name. Sure. I ain't worried for about sure. the name anymore. This kid's gonna do I agree. fine. We don't need to that's promote what him. <laughs> that's what I said. Fuck him, right? Yeah, no, but I was. Jesus. What I'm saying is, is like that's how much the technology has changed, always, and and how much you know the 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 learning is faster now. Like it took yeah. me, you know, 30 years to get, you know, and I'm not tooting my horn, but to get where I'm at artistically, tattoo wise, it took me 30 years. My kids nipping at my fucking heels in three years. That's fucked up. <laughs> And beautiful, but you you're not right. You know, I I'm tired of hearing this now from artists. And I, even a young artist, I'm gonna advise them against it. Several reasons why. But when an artist tells you, "Hey, here's my work," and you're looking, you're like, "Oh, it's really good," and immediately he's like, "Yeah, I've only been tattooing two years." Right? These cocksuckers, right? I'm telling yeah. you, man. They say the most fucked up shit to make you feel old as fuck. Yeah, and then also you know, you're yeah. like. It doesn't serve them. That's what I want to also point out to them is like the only way it serves you is to give you an excuse to not even be better. So pull it the fuck out of your mouth. And also the only reason it serves you is to try to be better than me inside of this. And you brought your fucking portfolio for me to look at, not because I'm nobody and not because you're better than me. Unless that is right. why. And if so, then fuck you. Right. Don't come to me, your portfolio. Right. Like, looking, I'm better than you. <laughs> right you come to me the for kid. acceptance i'll give you that but don't be doing that yeah i've been tattooing two years shit not bad the first you. time the first mm -hmm. time i had something like that happen where like I, I can remember my first instance of that of being like fucking kids man fucking mm -hmm. uh timmy b i was at a convention <laughs> and i met timmy b at a convention and he had done a uh a really cool like his style kind of like a small tattoo and I was like, that's really cool, man. I really like, because his style is cool, you know? So I was like, I really like that, man. That, that That's dope. And he goes, uh, and he goes, yeah, I was like, and he was young. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he was young and I, I mean, he's still pretty young, but not as young. As, you know what I mean? This is like 10 years yeah. ago or whatever, or whatever it was. And I was like, I was like, how, how long have you been tattooing it? And he was like, uh, like two years or a year and a half or some shit. And I was like, what the fuck, man? That's not you know what possible. I mean? fucking gonna be, this kid's going to be a fucking superstar. Yeah. And, and so much better than you like A year and a half. Mm. Right. Like, so much better than fuck? you asked than him just to say it, though, too. Like, yeah, I've only been tattooing two years. 
I mean, if you say right. as, a, as a detriment to be like, I would like to know more because I've only been tattooing two years or something. But when you, you end up saying it as an excuse to hold your own work back, if you're giving yourself room to grow, then yes. But there's sometimes that right. people use it like they the same way they, they'll use the. Um, yeah, it only took me an hour and a half. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't. I don't yeah, I, I don't. I don't really like that. That it only took me this no. long. I, I, I feel like if when you say something like that, you almost cheapen it. Like sometimes yeah. it's cool. Like I've done some little, some things that were were that that should have probably, in, in your mind, you're in your mind, you think it's going to take you way longer. But then you do it, right. and you're like, shit, I did that an hour and a half. I can't believe that. You know, I was right. that for three hours in my head all day, and you're right. still happy with it, even though it took less time. You're happy with it. But sometimes I think you cheapen work when you when you every time you try to rush, you cheapen it anyway. But like right. when you're like certainly you if trying that to be that goal. speed racer, yeah. you know, when you want to be the speed racer guy in the shop, like, oh, I don't, I did this in 16 minutes. I did this. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if you surprise like yourself, shit. it's going to be one thing. Like I was surprised it only took me two hours and I thought for three and a half at least. And you know how right. slow but I get put yourself on a clock. That's just stupid. Yeah. It only took me five. Well, it, it, I don't, it's stupid. I guess it, to, it, it shows me your, your, your philosophy on tattooing is not about the best quality but more about right. the, I mean, cause you, typically you're getting paid for the work that you do and by the duration too, in some regard, you know? So, I mean, not that it's always hourly. I don't charge necessarily hourly, but it's for an amount, you know? And, and so when you say it, like, got it done, why? It didn't serve you to do better, to be so much quicker. And if you could have taken an extra hour on that, maybe it would have cost a client more, but there's a good chance it would have looked a lot better or right. significantly because at least now your philosophy is going towards a better tattoo as opposed to a better time well it, it's all about what you do too like the kind of tattooing you do sometimes you know like some stuff's cut and dry like traditional i think is is very cut and dry at most points you mm. know i mean you have you have a very strict set of rules that them fuckers follow to the t you know what i mean they're very, very like the black only comes from this side. You only color back to this. This is always open. And, mm -hmm. and I don't, I have a hard time with it. I think it's beautiful, but I have a really hard time following any kind of rules. So, but when you don't, especially when they got to tell you like no line underneath the eye, just the top of right. eyelash. And you're like, Ooh, <laughs> uh, no highlight. Right, you're the, the asshole that did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, oh God, they're so strict on their stuff, man. It's crazy. I mean, it's cool, but I I think what I do is you know what's funny is my stuff is strict as like as far as like it has to look like what it's supposed to look like like I don't get to yeah. be overly free with it I can't be like ah now she's got a big nose you know like you can't like it's shit's got to mm -hmm. be right on still got to be um, pretty yeah right it's still got to be still got to be look like grandma dead grandma but you can't I'm guessing this is my fault my problem and I'm guessing you have it too so say you're doing someone's like nope traditional I want a traditional pinup girl and you're like okay and you know it should pretty much just have the top eyelash right and yes. that it should only have yeah the dot for the pupil and you're good and yep. you're like well I'm gonna put a little bit of a I'm gonna break out a tight three right and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little bit of an underline of that bottom you know, not just eyelash. I might not do the eyelash. I'm gonna put that little interior shine. Uh, you know where the dewy wet spot where your uh, tear duct is at. You know, I'm gonna do yeah. these little tricks to the eye because because it's a fucking eye and it needs it.
And you, you just the went same, from right? traditional, you just went from traditional to neo traditional with one line. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's how, that's how the hardcore traditional guys would look at it. The hardcore traditional guys would be like, "No, that's not neo traditional because that's not how we do it. That's new traditional. They do stupid shit like that because those guys shit on new traditional, and the new traditional guys shit on neo traditional." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like, fuck, man. Like, we're all just trying to do a job here. Can't you guys fucking just, you know, admit you both use bold fucking lines for everything? Yeah. But not you one both of you have a free liner in your box. We get it, boys. You're both, you have right, both right, big outliners. Very nice. You're a monster. They're at 18s now, even more, I'm hearing. Oh, so gangster. It is, it is pretty gangster. I use a 14 round uh, or more 11 round a lot of times to line things in. Uh, 11 round shader though but um and it makes me feel like i'm doing some traditional stuff <laughs> but i'll have to build it up that's a bit bold. it's fine that's so bold so, i had my knuckles done with a 11 round shader and uh my buddy vanis just fucking pounded them in and they have never been touched up and they look like they were an 18 liner they're <laughs> is that good or bad i mean it's cool on it, the hurt fingers. Like, it hurt like hell man i'm glad i'm glad i've never touched him up it hurt like shit man it's crazy he's like he goes just hold this i said okay and he gives me an arm wrestle and i hold it and i think he stood up when he did it. i think he put weight into it to make sure he hit bone <laughs> right on bold will hold hey uh so 2004 you start your shop um no, but you already tat- 2001 okay but yeah you'd already been tattooing for some minutes where were you were yeah, you tattooing around for, the area or? i tattooed like five years yeah i tattooed about 17 years old i used to do oh, just wow. just hand had did hand poke stuff and then i got a tattoo machine and i started it was like a little shit rotary machine like you use like a sewing needle taped to a straw really and i uh, like you got oh, some penitentiary so- stuff right away Oh, it was so bad, dude. They sold in the back of a magazine. I was trying whatever. I, I was no. teaching myself. And it I was, was a, Wait, it, was it a permanent cosmetic machine then or something? It had a needle attached no. to a straw? Oh, it was. A, it, they sold it. Out, it was, I think, Nationals made it. It was sold out of the back of a tattoo ma- magazine. It was like a little ad, and you got that, and like three bottles of ink, like shit ink. Three bottles, like a red, blue, and yellow, mm-hmm. like get your primary colors. And, and it was and, a rotary uh, machine? It, it was garbage. No, no, it was, it was a, yeah, well, yeah, it was, a, that one was a rotary. It was like a, like a, like a walkman motor. Oh my God. It was, was like it called the revolution? Off. I'm trying to like remember this. Yeah. And you, and you stuck a straw over this rotary motor that had like a little clasp and a plastic tube on uh, the plastic tube was like what looked like a plastic pen cap. And then it had like, you literally bought a jailhouse machine. It sounds like just I, like it. Yes. It, Even down janky, to the straw. The, the needle janky was, as fuck man but i did tattoos with that for like two maybe two three years and then i bought my first national set and it was uh i think i did it for about two years and then i bought my first national set it was uh it was those busted ass loud coil terrible i'm the worst machine guy in the world so don't get too deep you don't remember the name oh uh, come on uh it was probably rogers real- Okay, from wait, but from National is Spalding and Rogers from National? I don't know if it's from National, but I'm saying it was a it was a Spalding and Rogers type machine, and it was two of them, and it came which means with, it was a, a Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. It might have been a Johnny Walker. It what came was with two it? tubes? Yeah, and like ten needles, and like ten ten <laughs> colors of ink. 
And it, right. And it came with the biggest, the biggest fucking power supply in the world. It was like the size of a toaster, like an old school toaster. Like it was yeah. a big ass four toast toaster with like a red with a red diamond on the front, like a red jewel. Let, let me see if I can describe on, your tattoo up. machines. Yeah, you you're yeah, dude. That was that's the the holy grail of power supplies, though. Right. I mean, like, do you still little, have that thing? Pin Jackson shit. Pin Jackson. Oh it yeah, with pin the banana jacks. pins. It had the little tiny pin jacks. Yeah, yeah, with banana banana split connections that you had to like kind of force in there. Dude, yeah, yeah you had yeah. an awesome power supply, but uh the 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 radio, it looked like a radio, right? Yeah, yeah, it looked like a 1950s radio without the dial on it, yeah. Now the machines, they were chrome, right? They have little holes yep. drilled in the upright. Do you no, know what I mean? They were solid. They, they were, were solid. solid. Did it have yep. one hole, a big hole then in the middle of the um of the frame plate, the side frame plate? Nope. Solid. It's just one solid piece of steel on the same on yep. the Just on one the frame solid side. piece of steel. Yep, had uh had just bullshit black coils. They were mm -hmm. they were the same. One was supposed to be a liner, one was supposed to be a shader. And I didn't know <laughs> shit about what the liner with a shader was, you know what I mean? Like I didn't I was, you know, I mean, were I they just, set up well, any different though? When you're teaching yeah. yourself, when you're teaching yourself, you don't know the differences of like, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, the, like, the, like the far, the distance from the armature bar to the coils, the, mm. the, the spring to the front spring to the back, you know, you don't know any of that shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and when I, when I was learning, when I was teaching myself with that, dude, I just chewed the shit out of some people. And then some people, <laughs> I'd barely hit it all. Like they would get almost nothing out of me. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I, uh, and I started, I had to figure more out. And then what I wound up doing is going to, uh, I went around looking for apprenticeship and I went, and I was young and I went to, I went to tramp at eternal was the very first person I stopped at. And awesome. this is when tramp still tattooed and he worked in Livonia. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I came in and I was like, I'd like to, you know, be an apprentice or whatever. And he was like, I'm not doing apprenticeships. You know, he was all, you know, you know, tramp. He's yeah. one of my favorite people. I do love him now. Serious man. Like, or he was, he was so mean to me as a kid, but like, he was such a huge part of how I got better. Cause mm -hmm. I would ask, I asked if I could bring stuff up or whatever, you know? And he was, he's like, so I bring up my tattoos that I did mm -hmm. and he would look at it and go, and he was so fucking brutal, man. He go, that's a double line. That's patchy. That's this, that's that. And like, just a fucking dick about it. And it made me better. You know what I mean? It made me yeah. more conscious of what I was actually doing to people. So then mm -hmm. I, he's like, so then I moved and I was like, well, I need, I want an apprenticeship. And I was working, I had gotten a job at Ford's at the time. My dad worked at Ford's, got me a job at Ford's and I fucking hated it, man. I don't know if you ever worked in a car plant, but it's the devil. No, so I worked no, at this. But that's this, also one of those, those things that will suck you in. Cause once, if you got union, it's hard to back out of that. That's good pay. Oh, yeah. Get, you know, the insurance, everything's amazing. Yeah. yeah. My dad took good care of my family. He didn't get in there. We were super poor as we were young. That was his mm -hmm. first really good job. And then we got to move out of Detroit and, you know, we actually, you know, he actually had money to do like vacations. We had never been on vacations and shit before. So anyway, right. see how fucking, how, look how easy it is to get off topic in this shit, man. <laughs> so I went and got an apprenticeship um, and I apprenticed for two months. And what the apprenticeship in, basically in taught me again? two months. No, I apprenticed to be a tattooer while I was late. So I got laid off from Ford's and I was like, I, and I, I told my wife, I was like, well, I've, you know, I'm laid off. I've still got a check coming in. 
I'd really like to get better at tattooing. I'd really like to, you know, to do more of it. And I'd like to go get an apprenticeship. She was like, yeah, as long as you got check come in, I don't give a fuck what you do. So I went to, I went to, uh, to a place, um, in, um, in, uh, what's the city, uh, beach daily, it's going to be Taylor. Um, and I met Sean Swindle and Sean Swindle was like, yeah, I'll apprentice you. You got to do it at least three days a week, but yeah, I'll do it. So I started apprenticing and, uh, one day a guy quit and the owner came downstairs and he was like, uh, he was all pissed off that one of the guys quit. And he said, he, he goes, you could tattoo, right? And his guy named Pete, he goes, you could tattoo, right? And I was like, I'm just apprenticing. And all I had been doing for this two months was raking a gravel parking lot to keep me humble is what they said, even though uh -huh. it didn't need to be raked every day. And I had to, and I made needles. And that's all I did for two months straight. And I was allowed to watch. So oh, I love it. Just to keep you, know, you that, humble, that's all they were doing this well. humble no, work to keep me humble, right? Yeah. So he comes and they even told and he you. goes, "Yeah, the, to, I mean, they don't humble, try yeah. and hide it up in in like because these no. kids nowadays are like, he had me washing his car, and I'm like, yeah, you sh I hope you did keep a good me, fucking job. Keep well, me fucking humble, man. right? Yeah, I'm an apprentice. And I, I shouldn't be You're like fuck you and your fucking high horse idea of what your apprenticeship should be about your problems, your expectations. I knew a guy that was raking a gravel lot." To keep him for humble. no reason, it didn't even need to be <laughs> re raked, but they had me do it all the time. Man, I raked this fucking lot, and then I would make needles for the guy for the tap for Sean. Mm -hmm. I'd make his needles and shit. And you know, if you do a bad needle, you get in trouble. So I learned how to be, you know, better at making needles. So right. one day he comes downstairs, somebody quit, and he says, You tattoo, right? And I was like, No, I'm just apprenticing. And he uh, he goes, You've done tattoos, and I said, Yeah. And he goes, Sean, he could tattoo. Sean goes, I don't know, Pete, I just had him making fucking needles. He goes, <laughs> He goes, I'll tell you what. You call one of your boys, you get them down here, you do yeah. a tattoo, it's good. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a job. Yeah. He goes, you know, he goes, if it's bad, don't worry, you can keep me an apprentice, it's not a big deal. So I call my buddy Ed up, um, and I he was the first guy I ever tattooed. I've been tattooing him for years. So he comes down, he's like, Yeah, man, go ahead. So we blow out the whole back of his forearm with a uh with a koi fish, a big color koi fish. And Sean told me, he goes, Hey man, use my equipment. He goes, I have better equipment, use my equipment for this tattoo. Uh -huh. And I said, okay. What'd you think and of this equipment? A, uh, um, I loved it. It was a, okay. it was a Mickey Sharp's T I use a Mickey Sharp's oh, T yeah. dial. Yeah. So, and I had never, and that was the realest machine I had ever touched in my life. So I've used this. So I use this Mickey Sharp's and I do, uh, and I do this tattoo and it came out really, really good. Like the, probably the best tattoo I'd ever done to that point. And what I realized that day was, holy shit, my equipment fucking matters. You know what I mean? Like that was a, that was a big deal. Like I was like, wow, good needles, good machine. Yeah. Like I, I knew more by, by watching, I learned more about how I should be approaching, how I should be spreading the skin, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I laid this tattoo down and he came downstairs and he said, shit, you can tattoo. He goes, you want a job? I said, yeah. He goes, cool. I'll put it under the table. And I was like, all right. You know what? He was all cool about it. So I had that job and then I never went back to Ford's and my dad fucking was super pissed at me. Oh yeah. But but he was, your dad yeah, didn't was end up union yeah. himself, right? Oh, he was in the union. Yeah, he was. He was all okay. pissed at me because it was like, "You need insurance." I said, "I'll buy insurance." Throwing like, your life away. That's just, a, that's just a hobby. You'll never make a living at it. And I was like, "All right," you know. And and that was more of a drive for me. I was all about yeah. it. Like once he said that, I was like, "All right, perfect. We'll see if I can if I can make a living at it." And I and I've never looked back. I've been doing it since then, 2001, and, and I started doing it. Uh, 2001 is when I bought my own shop, and that was, uh, I think I only I apprenticed for about two months. 
And I worked for Pete for about a year before I bought my first shop. He had, uh, he, he said he needed some money and fucking was tired of owning. He already had two shops and he didn't want to own two. And he was like, you want to buy the shop? And I said, yeah. And he's like, uh, all right. And he sold me the shop and that was my first shop. And I never looked back, man. I had at one point I had three shops. Well, good. That, that means that, and that, that he sucks. doesn't have a knife hole in his back from you too, which is not necessarily the most common story to hear. You know, usually it's like, yeah. So after I learned everything he knew, I, I opened up right next door to him and forced him out of business, but no, you actually I'm helped super, him. You bought a shop. Good job. Yeah. I, and I'm super fucking uh, appreciative of what he gave me. Cause he gave me a good deal on it. He took really good care of me. He took good care of me when I worked for him and, and he was a good dude, man. He, uh, he, he helped me out a lot. He's still around. He still owns that shop. He used to be called, uh, he used to be called when I was there, it was called art rages. <laughs> that's awesome. It was that's like, an awesome name. That's a cool name. It was a cool name. It was different, you know, yeah. that was, you know, like I said, that was, you know, 20 something years ago now. It was forever ago, but it was, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, that's I'll, I'll always be appreciative to him and Sean. That's awesome. You know, they didn't know. And, and everybody was turning me down, man. I was getting turned on by people all over. John Capsa, a lot of good local people. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. And, is your dad uh, still Sean, with us like, now? Yeah, is your dad yeah, still with us so as well? How's oh, yeah, he feel yeah, about yeah. your, how's he feel about your success here then? He's got to be pretty happy now though. Uh, he, he still oh, think, yeah, you need a union much. job. <laughs> well, you know, he, he was, his biggest concern, I think, was health insurance. You know what I mean? And then when he saw me start to do really well, he asked me, he goes, uh, he he asked me about, you know, my money and stuff. And then he was like, uh, do you have health insurance? Like the first thing he fucking asked me, do you have health insurance? Always, yeah. always about the health insurance. I'm like, yeah, dad, I have health insurance. He goes, and he asked me, you know, we were talking about what I make and stuff. And he was like, uh, he said, that's more than I make. I said, yeah. He goes, I thought you were selling drugs. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, how are you going to jump right to that? I mean, I was selling drugs, joking. But I was like, how are you going to go right there? He goes, we always got a new car. You always got, you know, uh -huh. you're always, you know, you're always going on trips and you're always doing stuff. And I said, yeah, I fucking, I well, make good money. Think I our, taxes our on good money. Are, they, they think our trips, when we're going to work, they think that we're all going to vacation. Every That's one kind of, of them think like when I go work in Europe, they're always like, "Oh, you're gonna go see this, you're gonna see that." I'm like, "I'm not gonna see a fucking thing, man. I'm gonna see a yeah. tattoo room." Just so it was spot. like at the Pantheon. Like, what did you think right, of all Leonardo's right. works up close? And you're like, "I didn't see that shit." The best I get out of it, like if I if I'm lucky to get a day in like a city, if I go somewhere, I'm lucky mm -hmm. to get a day to actually go look at stuff. I mean, shit, I went, I worked in D.C. at Piper's shop. Um, fucking for probably six, seven years before I even visited DC to actually see what was there, like all the museums and shit there. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was going to Piper's for years before I was like, I need a Maybe I should just see to, some of this shit. There's some, some culture shit, here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of lucky when we were doing a lot of the East coast, we were, um, homeschooling my son and he was young. So a lot of the history that we got he got right on the battlefields and and going and touring places like that but if it wasn't for us feeling a necessity to teach him i don't know that we would have done that you know we would have just stayed inside of the hotel too you know not seen anything how does if your yeah, dad yeah. feels good about it uh now does um how does he does he ever say like man i should have supported you 
Is is there ever that talk? Um, he told me he was proud of me when he when he uh when he I think he told me he was proud of me when I won my first best of show. I think that was like the first time that he really was like like super acknowledged. You know what I mean? How how far I had come with it. But as far as the money and stuff, he was I mean, my dad's not that guy either. You know what I mean? Like he's really not that guy. He's not like the the money like guy. the proud of you, love you. Like he he okay. expresses it, but he doesn't say the shit very much. Like when we were younger, my mom used to yell at him all the time. Like, cause we my mom was overly affectionate. So we grew up like even with my kids. You know, <laughs> In between the two. Yeah. yeah, you know, no, totally different. They're they're totally polar opposites. So like my kids, you know, I I tell them both we get off the phone or they go to bed. I love you, you know, good night. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's a constant in our, in our whole lives. So my mom instilled that in me. So we would say it to my dad as kids. You know, my mom would be like, we love you, good night. And we're like, I love you. And we'd be like, I love you, dad. And nine times out of 10, he wasn't saying it back. But my mom would, would fucking get on him. She's like, your children are saying they love you, Daryl. And he would be yes. like, I, they know I love them. You know, that was always just like, they know I love them. And she's like, then say it. And she would talk like through her teeth. Then right. say it. <laughs> right. We, we will talk about this again later tonight. Um, yeah, right. we'll I, have this conversation when the boys are upstairs. You need to say, I love you, motherfucker. You want to say what I'm saying? You're fucking their world up. Well, there were those times like, uh, you know, our fathers, your father in that era that were they were taught that too much affection would make their kids namby pamby would. um. Oh, yeah. You, you, didn't, know? you didn't do that. Yeah, you didn't. You yeah. didn't show affection. My, my dad's grandpa was or my dad's dad was cold as ice. Yes. Yes, even worse. You know, till the day he died, he was cold as ice. He didn't have any of that. Like, my mom would tell us to give him a hug before we left and shit, and he was super weird about it, about his grandkids hugging him before we left his house. Really? Wow. Yeah, he was super cold. I yeah, said, I, my, I love my, my my little granddaughter give me a hug. Like, that's most awesome. You know, even a right? high five. <laughs> I love interacting with my, my grand. There's so much cooler. Kids are just way cooler than adults. Just, you know what I mean? Pretty much hands down. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength. I'm a giant child, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm like a little kid. Yeah. And I can't, I can't do babies, though. I have a hard time with babies. I'm good with like oh, five yeah. and up. Like when you can wipe your own ass and tell me what's wrong with you and express some kind of something other than sad, I'm yeah. cool with that. We can hang out. I'll take you to the zoo. You know, my wife's the nurturing, like, you know, the baby person. Like that's her, mm -hmm. that's her gig. At five years old and up, once I can take you to like a game and shit, like like that's cool with me. That's when I'm more, I'll yeah. be more of the, I'll be a better grandfather then. But we're still waiting for my kids to quit fucking around. Why? What do you mean? Because they're not being grandkids? I got I got, yeah, I got one that's married. He's been married two years and we've been on them. I'm like, let's go. And he's like, stop talking about it. And I'm like, You're killing me and your mother, man. We just want to be grandparents. <laughs> and he don't care. Yeah. And my, no. my younger one keeps saying, you got a better chance of me having an accident, Dad. I'm like, whatever it takes, man, go out there and be reckless. I don't give a fuck. Give me a grandkid. <laughs> right, right. We'll we'll deal with custody and shit and lawyers. We'll get it involved. Why not? Right. We'll deal, we'll deal with it when, when the time comes. Just, you know, find you a nice girl and make me a grandbaby. A girl? <laughs> one that can procreate? Well, it sounds like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for him. You're not worried about his. You're like, yeah, go have an accident. We don't care. One night stand, whatever. I'm going to fuck it, him. We need a grandbaby. Do what he's got to do. They're fun. I know that. They they are fun. Um, I don't mind. I hear so many good stories. Years old. All my friends are grandparents, so yeah. And now you got to you got to hear us. 
I I don't what? like him at all ages. You fuckers even... just gloat. You gloat about how great it is. Oh man, I took my granddaughter to the zoo. Oh man, I, this is me at Christmas with my granddaughter. I'm like, I want to hear this shit. Here, let me show you a tattoo <laughs> I just did. It's pretty awesome. Wow, we gotta go past the screen screen of my granddaughter, of course. Oh, here, let's look at a couple of photos before we even get to my tattoo. <laughs> oh my god, she just sent me this. Of her eating the same noodle, but you know. Well, I got my granddaughter singing me songs. I don't know what Disney Channel she's watching, but she's got like she she uh, has a scary song she'll sing, and she gets serious, and we'll light her face like from underneath, and she'll tell me deep in the jungle, darkest night, there are things that will bite and eat you and tear your flesh. And she's getting like she needs to get me into That's it. Awesome. She'll like she's grabbing my cool shirt to let me know. She's like, ah, yeah, it's, it's how old so is awesome. she? four years old now isn't she four, oh, four? See, that's, a, that's a good age man i don't when mind a lot of the more, ages you just got to find four. what you like you know what i mean like what what you can do so like i liked to be able to with the little kids to just show them that i could catch a ball and to watch their amazement is i'm like yeah i'm pretty awesome like that here watch i'll do it again i'll throw a ball up and i'll catch it and they're like oh my god you do that I'm like yeah you can't figure out your hands you idiot Watch this. I'll pass it from one hand to the other. <laughs> yeah, so I don't mind amazing them because I feel like in the future it's going to pay off. You know, like I'll be able to play on that kind of, oh, grandpa's always amazing me. You know, back in the day when he used to just throw a ball and now when he pushes me on a swing set, it's just, you know, something amazing. Right. You'd be like a magician in their eyes. You'd be like superpowers. <laughs> yeah, you can't do this, you fucking idiot. Look at you. You're there. You're, you're there. You're put the ball in your hand. You throw it to the other. Well, it didn't work, did it? He's so tall. Did you see him reach the top shelf? Grandpa's yeah. a giant. I do a lot of work for my um my my uh, my daughter and my my stepson uh, around the house. So sometimes I have to climb up on the roof or something, and that drives that that my granddaughter thinks that was awesome. You know, she's like, "Oh, what is Grandpa doing up there? He is silly." Him on top of the roof. No one goes on top of the roof. Anyways, all right, She's that's enough cute. of me showing off my pictures of my granddaughter. I'm all about your picture. I'm all about it. I I sound angry and bitter, but I'm not. I'm just, and I get it, 18. man. My kids, mm -hmm. they're traveling and stuff right now. I get it, but we're just we're. Well, let's just say we're eager to be grandparents. I, I would. I would. Where's your kid traveling? Is he, is he doing conventions with you? Or is this the uh, a different son? No, no, different son. My my older one. I don't know. My younger one is is I, I hope he's semi careful, but he's uh he he's enjoying his youth as well. But my my older one, the one that got married a couple of years ago, he's uh he's you know they're in New York right now. They're just just bullshitting. You know he's a uh, city he or are they up there? Trucking company. No, they're in a city. Okay. They're hanging out in um, Times Square right now. God, oh, that's where they're living too, or not? No, no, they're just traveling. Oh, they're just going there. places a bit. They go there, Colorado, shit like that. I'm trying to get them to go to Europe. I'm like, there's the world is so big, you can see so much cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids will slow that down though for sure, won't they? Till yeah, till you get them tattooing right next to you. System. Well, Jacob's I, getting. He just started mm -hmm. doing conventions. So, like you saw him in uh, when we were in Pittsburgh together. He was there. Mm -hmm. Um. So it was cool to, uh, it's cool. I'm starting to get him out, out on the road a little bit to see things and, and, uh, you know, just two conventions. It's a nice, it's a nice thing to work next to my kid. And you haven't gone overseas with him yet? No, he wants to though. He wants to go to Japan. 
And I'm like, I don't uh, think there's conventions in Japan. I'm not sure. Times change, but I don't think it's like a, a wildly accepted thing over there as much as it is. Right. I think that's why they have all, all, the, all the underground stuff. Yeah, don't they have like laws against showing a full bodysuit in public or whatever, yeah. or having a bodysuit even? Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah, I think that's where you get like the Yakuza, the gangsters yeah. and all that shit. I was watching uh, Mario Barth, and he was over there, I think, with Hiroshi and, and some other tattoo artists, and they were doing something. And then someone was like, man, it'd be great if we could get all you guys showing off your back pieces. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll have to go kind of find a you know, a spot here where it won't be illegal. And, and they went off. It was still illegal, but where they won't get caught doing this illegal thing of showing off their their back pieces i got the idea though that it was because of the tattoo not because of an indecent exposure type of thing no i, I doubt it was an indecent exposure thing but i think they have certain laws about yeah. tattooing I don't, I don't think it's accepted yeah like it's almost way, brandishing right like if go i go in it. and i show my chest and they see that i have a bodysuit they may know that i am now yakuza so i've just brandished in some case my affluence you know what I mean? Right. So, like, I don't know when. Sometimes I get free sandwiches, and they're like, yeah, we don't get free sandwiches to nobody. And then I'm like, ah, I pull my shirt open. And like, oh, you got the wind bars. Here's a free sandwich, sir. Uh, my apologies for the disrespect. Yeah, I had no idea. Please don't cut off my fingers. Only one, only one today. Uh, but how does that feel then? Taking your child uh, along with you on conventions, experiencing all this wonderment that you must have fallen in love with at one point in your life through fresh eyes it's cool man well he gets to go with me and uh uh my buddy jimmy does a lot of you, you know jimmy too uh jimmy mm -hmm. does a lot of shows with me and um he helped you know bring jacob up you know he's been with jimmy's been with me for like 17 years so it's cool to be there with him and jimmy and now renzo's starting to come out with us and and you know it, it's like now we're starting to travel like as a four instead of you know like just two it used to be me and jimmy and everything so now right. it's nice that there's four of us and uh and that's and i think that's really cool that that, that you know jimmy gets to see it as well gets to see jacob and his uh you know the wonderment you know because it is yeah. cool when you first start when you first start conventions you don't see it as a pain in the ass you see it as like the coolest thing and, <laughs> and now you know what i mean the setup and shit just sucks the setup the tear down that just sucks but the cool yeah. part about conventions is your friends you mm -hmm. know what i mean i don't see you except for conventions you know, yep. you and, and Candy. We I live in the same state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we're like an hour <laughs> and a half from each other. And I, uh, and, and even, dude, I mean, I live close as shit to Bob Terrell and Marshall Bennett. And they're mm -hmm. two good friends of mine. And I don't, I don't see them, but conventions and then like, and it's rare, um, you know, like if I have an event, you know, sometimes Marshall will come to some of my stuff and, you yeah. know, we'll go, or me and him will go see Bob play at a bar, you know, something like that. But it's not, um, but they live close to me too and i'm and i'm close to them and i i barely see them you know, you know what? Just he was at the machine shop Eastern shit playing guitars yeah, a couple, a couple nights ago. ago and i i didn't i just don't i can't go to the machine i always i always get beat up at the machine shop so i just don't go and uh so i don't You're know so i should have though i i get beat up i didn't say i beat people up i get beat up <laughs> i'm just really cute and these fuckers have a hard time with it. They're like, I'm so they sexually attracted to that guy over there. I'm gonna have you to beat his ass before I, before my dad calls me a gay gay wad. I'm gonna, you know. And I think that's what they do. I have no idea. <laughs> gay wad. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm not causing the problem. I um, the, the, my, I think one of the last times I was just like, 
I think machine shop and me just don't, we just don't see eye to eye. Um, I went this is there, not your spot. Yeah, a guy um, kept pushing me from the edge of the mosh pit. And then the last time he pushed me, he let me know that he was aiming to push me, that he was doing it on purpose. <laughs> like he just gave me, he like, let me know. And I'm like, oh, okay. So the next time he comes around and pushes me, I just run him out. I kind of pick him up underneath his jaw with my forearm. And I'm not like, I don't manhandle. I guess it's manhandling, but it isn't something that you can't do in a mosh pit. That's what I'm saying. Right. And I carry him out to the middle of the pit. Yes where I think he should be and I drop him off and no sooner have I done that than suddenly I'm being escorted out by the bouncers for causing some kind of problem and they're trying they're trying they're in earnest the part that gets me is I, I'm like sober and I'm, I'm 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 good I'm not I'm good on my feet right I don't mean that I'm like I can fight I just mean I don't fall down very good I'm like very balanced you know I got ninja feet Right. So these guys are both of them <laughs> carrying me out. And as they're doing it, they're trying to leg sweep me like to purposely fall on top of me. I'm guessing so that they can land and hurt me or possibly act as though there's an altercation that they need to beat me up. The, the two of them need to hurt me. Right. And that's what I'm getting from this whole intention is that they're doing this, trying to leg sweep me. And I'm actually conversating with them. Like, I don't know why you keep trying to leg sweep me. I'd rather you didn't. I'll walk right out the door. I see where this is going. I can just walk, you know, and it doesn't even need to be the manhandling. And then they get out there and the guy tries this one last push, leg sweeps me from behind again. I step over it, but he pushes me on the back this time to try and add to it. And he seems dismayed that I again, don't fall down. I'm just amazed by this. Like this kind of seems to have been, I'm the common denominator. So there's something, right? I'm not saying it's like this, at that moment, I was like, Kyle, every time you leave your house and go to some, you know, event similar to this raucous kind of a party event, something you do is not right because it keeps ending up with these kind of situations, whether it be the bouncers trying to piss you or, or kick you out and beat you up on the way out or um, the queen of the Renaissance festival, having you uh, escorted out and end up with a, a charge, a, a accusation. Charge. You got escorted out of the fucking out of the Renaissance festival. Fucking crazy shit, bro. It, it just, it, I don't know. I'm not right. I'm too cute. That's well, why I'm blaming we have I'm at the point time, where I'm saying I'm too cute. What? We have time, I think. Let's let's hear that one. That's got to be good. That's the queen of the renaissance uh, is occasionally, uh, she, she cuts loose occasionally. And the queen of the renaissance is always revered, no matter how she cuts loose. But on this day, uh, a friend of mine that I tattooed, I tattooed his daughter um, for several years. I ended up tattooing him. He's a Vietnam vet. Some of my heart goes out to some sorts too. And I revered this man. He was living in a trailer park down the road from the tattoo shop that I ended up opening. And we become friends, right? Our families are kind of friends. So like, and he gives me tickets to the Renaissance Festival where he volunteers every year, he and his daughter. So I go. And he sees me there and he says, hey, Kyle, make sure you go to the smoker. I'm like, what's the smoker? He's like, man, it's a good time. You're going to go there. They're going to give you two drinks. They're going to give you two cigars and they're going to be singing songs, swearing and rollicking, having a good time, just good times. So I'm like, well, that sounds like my shit. That's that's the place for me. But I was going to get out of here here in a couple hours. So I didn't know. He says, man, stay around for the smoker. It's worth it. Last night, the queen had her tits out. That's what he said. I'm 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 putting that in granite. 
I didn't know. Like, well, shit, man. Yeah, royal boobage. Oh, I'm there. Like now, there's a reason to stay over, right? So I'm like, okay, and I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. <laughs> but we get to the smoker. It's inside of a bar. They let us know right away. They're like, it's a 21 and over crowd, everybody. So nobody's sparing a swear word in here. All right, and right. that's what they say. And then they start songs. Uh, and the chorus is like fuckity fuck fuck or some shit, you know, <laughs> and uh, how are we going to feel? We're going to get trashed and toast or something like this. And they're just these minstrels are going about and getting all these people dressed in their Gaelic fucking outfits with their flamboyant fucking blouses and their their tied leather <laughs> fucking girdles and their goddamn canes and their fucking whole cosplay. You fucking cosplay fucks. I'm sorry. I'm still a little bit angered. It's very it. cosplay. It is very cosplay. Inside of there, though, I'm feeling just fine because these are my people. I'm sitting next to a pirate, and I say, is this your wife? And he says, ah, those are fighting words. And he pulls his gun out, and he puts it on the table, and he says, that dire be me winch. And I'm like, all right, man, we're in good company. I have no problem with this. Well, your wench is awfully beautiful. How you like that, sir? We're going to have a good time. I'll buy you your next drink. And then they introduce the queen. Now, remember, I'm there to see some royal boobage. Okay. And let right. me start out the preface of the night. The minstrel said, there's three rules to the night. Laziness, lechery, and debauchery are the only three rules. If you need a drink, do not quietly ask your bar wench for it. You yell and your bar wench will bring you your mead. If you need, um, if you are to uh, view anything, do it through the eyes of a lecherous person so that you will fit right in. And tonight is all sorts of debauchery. Well, now these words all ring to me is something that I typically keep out of my day to day, my social, my, my social interactions. That's not what I do. You're like your whole thing, you got to not be lecherous in public. You can't just stare at a girl's tits, right? But in this place, they're being like, nope, them tits are talking to you. Fucking look right at them. It, and in daily life, you can't <laughs> you can't look at authority figures and, and debase them in debaucherous ways, right? But that's what they're saying we're going to do tonight. And, and then we're going to be lazy about it and loud. And at that point, they introduced the fucking queen. And I... In, in, in a desire to follow all the rules of the night, lazily yell out the most debaucherous thing that I can think of. And this also happens to be lecherous. And I say, show us some royal titty. And man, that whole, that whole mood just, it was like somebody let out a fart in church or something. You know what I mean? It was- um, down the whole raucous bar. Dude, I was amazed. Like, I, I'm i like, this whole <laughs> din of noise is, like, just monstrous. And then they're like, this is our queen. And I'm like, titties. Thinking it just rolls, right? Like, I'm thinking that everybody is like, thank you for bringing that up, man. I was hoping to see some royal boobage. I will join in your cry. Show us those royal boobies. I'm thinking that's how it starts, a whole chant. You know, I'm doing the boob breaker here or whatever. I'm building this whole motion. Uh, but it just doesn't work. Like the the dude who's like telling me to refer to his wife as his wench, he like kind of scoots over a little bit from me and kind of like looks like, you know, like he wasn't talking to me all night, you know? And then then the bar wench, she comes over my shoulder in this really rude and uh, 
stumbling, like bumps into me, grabs my beer, spilling it on me. And I've only had the sip of one and it's draft beer. I'm not drinking this. Swill, so I'm not even drunk. I've had like a sip of it on a cotton mouth. So it has filled up my mouth and it does stink like I've been drinking all day, but I do not drink draft beer. Anyways, she removes it. She spills it all over me and she says, you do not talk to a queen like that. And then I make it worse because you know me because I make things worse. So I say, oh, the queen. Oh, it's actually the 20th century. And we are in America and we have gotten rid of any of the archaic ideas of that lineage. We will not be supporting that. And and at that moment, everybody that got dressed up in their fucking tights and their fucking blouses. And they drove to the fucking Shire that they thought they were going to. And everybody was looking at him on the highway like, look at this fucking fool over here. Oh, my God. Nice dress there, Patsy. And as they were going there, they're feeling, oh, man. I don't but then they got there and they're like, dude, I'm the fucking Duke of the Shire. Let me go tell some girls about my balls. You know, whatever. Because they're like, hey, everything there is a sexual innuendo. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've been right. Like there's a guy trying to sell you his pickles. Right. And there's a guy trying to sell you his nuts and they're they're both making it like they are trying to sell it. Your, your wife will love me nuts in her mouth. And you're like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> right. But we're doing that in front of the public. That's how they treat us in the public. I'm in the 21 and over area and you guys are all worried about me asking to see some royal boobage. Like literally show us the release From a fake royal queen titties. From an old ass bitty too, yeah, she wasn't. So it's not like we're gonna enjoy it. You got an old fake queen. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna make her feel better about her old ass saggy titties once she pulls them out. I'm gonna clap, you know. And I don't. I wouldn't do that for that nasty Even if set they of titties. Good, you give them just a. You do the slow yes. clap for it. You get it. You know. You yes. got to get it started. <laughs> well. That's not at this moment. I've pierced through their charade they were playing, and they all turned back into those fools on the highway with the rest of society looking at them. And there I am, the only castigating member of society. And me, I, I've always had this terrible air of like, I'm good enough. Like, I'm just fine. Like, I don't need you, right? In your acceptance and stuff. It's probably not real. It's probably fake. It'll probably get me crying sometimes when you're not around. But until then, that's how I feel. That's how I felt then. And they could see it. They're like, this motherfucker thinks he's better than all of us. And he doesn't even have a feathery blouse on. So It's because you you broke up make-believe time. Yeah. So the I, I was like, they were like, hey, you got to leave. And I was like, fine, just refund me my 20 bucks for coming in here. And they're like, oh, no. No, 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 no. You're not getting your money back. And I was like, oh, fuck. Who do I talk to about that? They're like, well, you can talk to the police officer that's on her way to remove you from the premise. And I'm like, whoa, from the premise? I paid 20 bucks just to be in here. You were telling me I got to get off the premise. I can't even enjoy the fucking turkey legs on the way out. If a guy tries to sell my wife his nuts, his warm, salty nuts, I can't even purchase those from him on the way out because I, of my yeah, retrospective activity. Nuts? Yeah, because I asked about food. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, no. So a uh, police officer comes, girl named Kimberly Potts. Uh, I will call her a fucking cunt for the rest of her life. Um, I've seen a picture of Kimberly Potts, and I probably shouldn't call her a fucking cunt for the rest of my life, but she is. She's a fucking cunt. And the reason she was doing her job that day is because she's terrible at her job as being a police officer. And she, at one time in her life, pulled over a seven-foot-tall man who was fresh out of prison and then 
did every stupid thing a police officer can do in a pullover. And I'm not trying to get on police officers here. Don't get me wrong. I just mean to say stupid police officers that make other police officers unsafe by their own stupid actions. And that sometimes cause them to get a fist punched in her fucking head until she now has a steel plate in it and can only do jobs like the one she was given now of being a, um, what is it? A fucking liaison for the, the deputies that she's basically a deputy now at a fairgrounds because at one time she didn't understand protocols or the proper procedure of pulling somebody over and getting back up. And you can view it on the fucking TV that I saw where somebody, it made me feel bad about how much I hated her at one point until I remembered she doesn't, she wasn't supposed to be in that job. If you don't listen to your right. training and you fuck up like that and you think you're going to, tell somebody that you just found a pound of weed in his car and he's probably going to go back to prison. And then you tell him to put his arms on the car. You didn't do any of that. You didn't get back up before you did that. You're you're, it's not going to be, it could, it's not going to be a good day. Anyways, moving on this bitch. She tries to trip me again. And uh, as she's moving me out, she's saying, I can smell alcohol on your breath. I'm like, I'm not drunk, though. I'll pass a breathalyzer. And she's like, well, you're being asked to, you know, to leave the premise. And I'm saying, yeah, I don't agree with that. Is there anybody I can talk to? She says, yeah, you can talk to him after you get out of off the premise. And I'm like, I don't know how I would do that. I think you're just offering me bullshit at this point. And that's when um, she pulled out her weapon and showed it to me on my right hand side. And this is, again, why I say she's a fucking idiot. Because I'm trained to disarm people. It's not like I'm super great at it, but I'm certainly not scared to try and disarm you from a taser, except for your authority. Right. And you pulled it out on my, like right on my side, like not even the side away from me that I would have to cross her body. She pulled it out. She didn't point at it and say, do you know what this is? She pulled it out. Now, also, when an officer removes any kind of weapon, it should be done with the intention of using it. And also, I'm training. I train with officers. This is how I know this. And so at that point, I see that this huge threat has just been escalated into this. And I'm like, I'm fearing for my safety now. She pulled the, the weapon. She has an intention to use it. She's daring me to try and take it from her with her thumb not even being over the back of it. So I immediately put my arms over my head and I yell with a loud voice. I am complying fully. Please do not taser me. <laughs> so what do you think happens? She tasered you? Tasers the fuck out of me, man. Just all up and down my back in a bunch of oh, motion towards shit. my kidneys. Uses the cattle prod, not the shoot you in kind. The shoot you in your kind oh, no. releases uh, debris that they then need to work in their crime scene. If you just do the cattle prod kind of up the guy's back like she did, there's no need for her to turn it in. So I'm an idiot and I make a big stink about it. I call a lawyer because this goes on actually. And I'm being threatened to be incarcerated over that. Now at this point, I don't, I don't do anything. I, I say I have been tasered. Please stop tasering me. It hurts. Uh, I do not wish to be tasered. I'm complying fully. My arms are over my head and I'm complying fully. This is something I've been taught um, in a couple of different uh, classes, from my court orders from doing stupid things throughout my life. So I'm glad that that kind of kicked in as opposed to other uh, trainings that I might have. But in this case, I was like, no authority, hands over head. Get as much attention as you can, because if the authority fucks with you, you need to be yelling about the good things that you're doing so that people won't. Now, when we made it to court, 
eight police officers in Oakland County all witnessed me waving my arms around violently and screaming profanities at the top of my lungs while threatening this officer. None of those officers, though, did anything to protect this female officer that were witnessing it, um, which is weird and ironic. And my lawyer, I'm quite sure he would have had a good day with it, but it was going to cost me all the money in the world. And uh, even though the cops didn't show up, all eight of them, none of them showed up to give any testimony, but they did give sworn testimony that all contradicted itself, of course, because to be honest, none of those lying ass bastard fucks were there. Right. It was just you and her. Yeah. And so they concocted the story because I was like, well, I've been wrongfully assaulted by a police officer. Um, and so I want to have this taken care of and find out what I am, you know, what, what my next steps to get justice are. And they were like, oh, yeah, justice is going to be we actually charge you with assaulting a police officer, a federal crime. And we do that retroactively. So we charge you with assaulting a police officer five days after it happened, two days after we have received the Freedom of Information Act from you and your lawyer to for our um, our. Oh, what the fuck was it? They they have to give a daily report kind of on any kind of offenses like that. So there was none made on the day of, none made the day after, none made the day after that. But on the day that they received my freedom of information request for that, they were like, oh, well, we'll have to make one now. Well, let's say he assaulted a police officer. Um, right. Let's make it up to sound however we want it to be. Yeah. So my son's about to be born. <laughs> my wife's uh, uh, dad goes into the hospital and I get arrested on a year long warrant that I don't even know exists because I gave up this pursuit some time ago because it was fruitless and going nowhere. And I don't sue. I don't give a fuck to sue. I was just my ego was hurt. So I gave up on it. And then a year later, um, my friend gets pulled over. I happen to be driving the back seat, happily give them my license just to find out that there's a warrant for my arrest for assaulting a police officer so I can never go back to Canada. All kinds of shit. Oh, shit. Now, at the same time as I say that, I want to preface, I respect authority. I respect the police officers and the job that they have to do. I'm not a big fan of bad policing, and I think they make my police officer friends that I know are respectable, honorable people actually have a harder task to do and a, and a harsher environment to do it in because they're not doing their ultimate duty of following their civil oath and protecting you know, the citizens. I agree. 100%. Right. Man, that, that was supposed to be a funnier story. I'm sorry. And I got into the angered part about it. I should probably leave out. Can he just cut everything about Kimberly? <laughs> we don't need to know about her. Fucking have a hole in her head and me hating you're, her so much. You're good, man. You, you can't stay on top of her shit either. This is perfect. I'm not either. I'm rolling <laughs> all over the place with you. It's cool. I'm good with yeah, it. Straight to the point. Completely off topic. Yourself, uh, we we have traveled the country. You've traveled the world. Any great stories that you want to uh, regale my audience with? What has been the funnest times? Dude, I have a good one. Mm. Uh, I was in Germany. We um, will be the judge of that. <laughs> no, go ahead. I in, yeah, I was in, right. We, we will tell you where you are. So I was in Germany uh, a couple years ago, three by three years ago. And uh, me and Jazz and Luke Washington and a few other people, Chimu. Brooklyn uh, Jazz? Bale. Yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Jazz. Yeah, Bale was there. Uh, uh, there. There was a bunch a bunch of us. Um, Jazz had brought a really big group to, to Berlin. 
And we did the Berlin show, and then I did a couple of guest spots after that. And so we're in Berlin, and it's the last day, and we've been drinking heavily at a local bar. And we have this great idea to ride, like, mm-hmm. 17 miles on, on like, lime scooters. You know what I mean? 17 miles. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Something to that, maybe 17 kilometers. Either Somewhere, way, yeah. Yeah. Around 20, 20 miles an hour at the most, probably top speed. Uh, like 13, 12, maybe something <laughs> okay. like that. We're, we're large men. Me yeah, you're not a small guy. Yeah, if that's going downhill, so you might be going fast. But uh Right. We weren't we weren't cruising, but we were having a good time. We were drunk, we were having a blast, right? So yeah. Jazz is like, I'm not gonna go, I'm gonna fall. And we're like, You're mm. not gonna fucking fall, man. Let's go. He's like, he goes, I'm not gonna go because I'm gonna fall. And he, and he was adamant that he was gonna fall. And we we're like, You're not gonna fall, bro. And then fucking so we finally convinced him. We've been, like I said, we've been drinking heavily, we get him to go. We make it two blocks from the fucking Berlin wall and jazz rolls into a construction zone and falls. And he's so fucking pissed off at me and Luke. Yeah. We're fucking laughing. We're crying. We're laughing so hard. And he's like, I told y'all, I told y'all fucking shit up. And he was fucking mad. He was so fucking mad, dude. We laugh about it. We just, me and him laughed about it. And Luke just, uh, just in uh, Detroit, we were cracking up about it. Um, thinking back about that, that time. Cause how bad did so get messed fun. up? Oh, he, that little scratch on his arm. He's being a bitch. He knows. He, uh, <laughs> he, dude, we had so much fun on that trip, man. I, I will forever be indebted to Jazz for inviting me on that one because that was a well, really Berlin's good trip. His place, right? He's a big. We fan. had a great time. Yeah, he's yeah, he's all about Germany. I think he's got a dual citizenship or some shit. Does he have uh, a kid out there too? Am I wrong or or a stepson or a yeah. stepdaughter? No, he's got a. No, it's his kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. His kid. Uh, his kid's super cool, man. I, I like. I got to hang out with him and stuff over there. His kids, his kids, really nice. His name's Nelson. He's him cool on, shit. on the show sometime soon too. He'd be funny, dude. We t- we, he was teaching me the. They were telling me German words to get him to say. So I was learning German words while mm-hmm. I was there of different different things like, uh, you know, like the drinks and shit, like an apple Shirley's, like an apple Shirley, and he's supposed to say it like that or whatever. Anyway, so anyway, that trip was a lot of fun, and that particular part of that trip was hilarious. And then we rode all the way back. You seem to like we enjoy watching to, your friends get hurt. Then you're also a tattoo uh, artist. Is if this you a thing? saw how the shit went down, if you saw it went down, man, it was so fucked up. Like to make it almost all the way, dude. It was so far. We were changing limes that had more battery. You know what I mean? It was that <laughs> fucking far that we had that we had ridden these things. So we came all the way back by the hotel. It was like six o'clock in the morning. And the sun was coming up, and we were we were uh, eating donors. We we're at this like twenty four hour donor place. We were sitting eating donors, like watching the sun What's come a donor? up. It sounds a like donut? a super fucking a donor. It's like a yeah. sandwich. It's almost like a shawarma sandwich. Okay, there a and, breakfast uh, thing out there? No, it's like drunk all night thing. Oh, you can, you okay. can have a donor anytime. I think it's like it's more like a lunch thing. I mean, I would think, but I mean, they probably make breakfast ones too. It's like a shawarma. It's like a like they have donor shops all over the place, and these uh and and she's like like Middle Eastern people like they make up these. It looks like a long shawarma sandwich, and it's on like a crispier bread. Okay, is is that one of your favorite solid. places to go? Is is Berlin, or, uh, Germany, or I, lo- what's your I favorite love Germany. Place? I have a, I have a, I love Germany. That's probably my favorite place to go. I like Germany a lot. What I like makes it so nice? It's definitely nice. not the sun. The people are mm-hmm. no, the people are super cool. The food's good too. My my fucking wife hates it, but I think the food's delicious. They have this thing called uh, like Schweinhaxen or something something to that effect. 
Sounds um, awesome. It, right? Even if it's a, it's a weapon, it's called the Schweinhoxon. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, you can kill two or like three people. It's like a pig shank. It's like a okay. pig shank. And they take it, skin and all, and they, and they, and they like rotisserie it like by this like heat lamp, like it's hot, like it's almost like a Euro thing, right? Yeah. And they, and so they, so the outside, they save the, the pieces skin, off of it too, to, to like a, like, no, they meat? bring the whole thing okay. to you, man. They bring this whole thing with the skin and everything, still on it. So the skin becomes like, uh, it almost turns like pork rindish. It's very, uh, very crispy. Okay. So they bring you this skin. Over. Is what it it's is. It's like my Shine favorite fucking thing over there, man. It's like that's like probably the, my favorite thing. That and uh, and and the beer, man. Their beer's solid. I, I wish that I just had German people saying the most beautiful names of flowers, and and but to hear the because it always sounds like Schweinachsen. Like, are they always angry that you say they're nice people? They sound angry. Oh, it's an aggressive language. I, I can't <laughs> tell who I pissed off and who I haven't. That language is super <laughs> right. aggressive. The, the most delicate thing I can I can say is is probably like it's a joke, like an opening joke. I'll have like a like a like a big you know dude come and sit in the shop, and I'm supposed to tattoo him, and I know I'm doing a portrait because all this stuff is set up, set up before I even go. So I know I'm doing a portrait on him, but I'll I'll always like hold up a real small piece of like stencil paper, and I'll go uh decline uh, schmetterling. It means the little butterfly. And they're like nine, <laughs> nine decline schmetterling, nine. You know, they're all and, and, and it's like a good icebreaker for you know for me. Uh, but I Klein I know very I know very little. Yeah, Say Klein, that again. Decline schmetterling. And that means butterfly. It means the little butterfly. Decline and and you see what I'm talking about? Like what what a beautiful word and thing, butterfly, you know, has this whimsical appeal to it. Do they have it seems so heavy? <laughs> Yeah, it's like made out of gold and lead over there. Slide ice cream. Everything is fucking super harsh. Like, you know what's the nicest thing they say is goodbye? Probably because they're tired of looking at you. Uh, choose. <laughs> like when you leave a place, you go, choose. Everybody says choose. Like, it's like, okay. see ya. Yeah, that sounds so very nice. That's probably the nicest thing you can get. But how does, but, but Guten Morgen. <laughs> and then the choose. Try to oxen on the. Guten Morgen. Try to oxen on the title. What is um on the trifle excellent? What is what is how do they say hello then? Hello, hello. Okay, okay, that don't sound so mean. Okay, no, that's kind of over. No, it's like hello. It's all the shit in between. It's a mess. It's, it's good to see were, you. We did a, we did a. Uh, I can't remember how they said it here. Happy birthday sounds fu sounds fucking gangster. We did a. Uh, it was my wife's birthday, and we went to a Mexican restaurant. And they sang happy birthday to her. And then they were saying happy birthday to her in German. And it sounded so, it was, it was, it sounded aggressive. From what I remember, it was aggressive. <laughs> that's what they were saying with happy birthday. I was like, damn, that sounds I just thought we were going to get mugged. <laughs> right. I thought they were going to take my wallet. I was, I had it pulled out. I was over and outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly they win this one. I'll be back. Right. Clearly I'm outnumbered. They all want my wallet. What is uh give me some Deutschmarks? You you're not a fan then of going to the beautiful places like the you know the the sunny picturesques. What's this? Oh, I do that. Place? I do that for vacation. Like I, I vacation a lot on the like the like the Caribbean. I like uh I do cruises a lot. That's like my shit. Love cruise. I have enjoy, you, got, I, I enjoy have you tried out for the um what is it world famous and FK Iron? 
they they're kind of affiliated no, they with gave that, me, um, the they just gave me uh, a thing for it the the lady told me she was here fill this out and i was like all right you know you know who uber derek is no i don't think so not by that right, um he's a good tattooer he's out of germany too um i think he's out of here i think he was here for a long time then he moved to germany um he's a super nice dude he does like cool patterns and shit um okay. so anyway he was telling me about him doing it and i was like oh that's super cool you know and he goes you should do it and yeah. i was like oh maybe and we were talking about cruise i said i love cruise he goes dude talk to her tell her i told you to talk to her so i went and talked to the lady and she was like uh she was like yeah she's like uh she looked up my work and stuff she's like yeah we'd fucking love to have you and so derek set that all up for me he was like dude your work's fucking you know he was like you do it he's he had a blast and it's funny because it like my, my my wife has been looking because we're, we're taking a virgin cruise uh in november and she's looking at the tattoos that people post like she follows like one of their pages now the the virgin mm -hmm. pages and she's and when i talked to her about them asking me to do the the the, the world famous thing yeah and so she's been watching like the tattoos that come off the, the boat and they're nothing like what i do like nothing at all like what yeah, i yeah but you could not expecting to do a bunch of portraits on a boat but it's just right. funny to see how far how different it is you know what they're asking me to do well now Am I they're different no, I think it'll be hilarious. and then the your friend who also went on i'm betting he does if he does a lot of complex geometric shape kind of design tattoos he didn't do those on a over the waves no no that's what i'm saying like he did stuff mm -hmm. that was and he said he didn't even work that much. He said, like, he said, you're on the cruise for, like, 10 days or some shit like that. You work, hmm. like, five of them, and I think three of them are half days or something like that, and two are full days, something like that. Maybe. I worked my fucking ass off, bruh. Did, <laughs> like, did you do one? Yeah. Yeah, I was the first. Me and Al. Oh, no, we shit, first. that's we, awesome. We, uh, we broke it off, and we both that. got banned from it, and we can never go back, either one of us, so. <laughs> we had that what is it much when you fun. Get banned from everything, dude. That's why I'm just supposed to stay in my house and make podcasts. It's my job. That's what my job needs to be. Because I get out of the house. <clears throat> I, I called the girl a cunt who was being a cunt, and the cunt word is a word that they're like, "Oh, we don't like that word. It's so offensive that if you utter it inside of any shopping area, then we'll kick you off Virgin forever." So. I can go back on as a client and I I'm thinking about maybe having my wife apply because you know, you get a plus one, right? Yeah. You got to guess. So, yeah. So she came as my plus one last time I'll come as her plus one and then I'll just have a blast and, and, you know, do all the fun stuff on the board while she's working. But no, I worked, I worked a lot, man. I was putting in, um, I mean, you, you can book up as much as you want and you can tattoo as long as you want when you're at sea. And then well, you're also in, fucking Kyle Dunbar. You know what I mean? Like I'm that's, fucking Jared. That had nothing to do with it. nothing to do it. No, had nothing to do it. I mean, we we tried to to push Al. You know, you, you don't go too many sentences well. Al telling you he was on an Ink Master, you know, but um, so it wasn't that it wasn't stated there, but it wasn't the part. The part people are there. They want to have that souvenir. What were you? That, what were you doing most? She sees a lot of like palm trees and shit like that. I learned how to do dotty work. That's what I did the most of. And yeah, palm trees, little um, paper airplanes, uh, airplanes with dots going out like a traveler or something. Um, 
but it was a real, real varied amount. And then you, you know, somebody came to me and they had a, a beautiful idea for, and they showed me a beautiful tattoo. They're like, do this. And I was like, okay, that's $2,500 at the least, you know? And she was like, okay, no problem. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Actually that screwed me over. Cause that's $2,500 at home, but on board the ship that's taking me all day and I got to get straight lines and it's going to add double to my time. So we had to refigure out, you know, that was the first learning process. I had to refigure out what kind of tattoos to do, how to sell them again, because you didn't want to do a tattoo that was going to be more than 15 minutes, really. And what are the they one, like? What are like mm -hmm. the minimums and shit? A couple hundred bucks? $250 every 15 minutes. So yeah, it was 250 minimum, I believe. And then, oh, uh, and, and that was, yeah. I mean, you're really small tattoo, simple, easy to do. And it seems high price. You don't get all that money. So, uh, Richard sure Branson is getting, I believe 20%. I believe world famous is getting 20%. And then the boat is getting 20%, I believe. And then you're getting the 40% left over, which ain't bad though. You know, when you're talking about 250 on 15 minute, and it switches it up because the thing of it is the artist, um, it changes the dynamic a bit. Whereas anybody can go anytime. And here's what I would do, actually. Every, what we learned to do. So at the beginning of the cruise, because we were on three of them. So at the beginning of the cruise, everybody comes in and they're like checking out the shopping area. And so naturally, they all matriculate to the very unique thing about the shopping area the only unique thing and that's our shop so there's a line a plethora of people interested right in getting tattooed or at least talking to you about it and you quickly explain to everybody that you only want to talk to people that are serious about getting tattooed because if you waste your time telling everybody yes this is a unique thing on a ship isn't it and you're not getting it then it's just a waste of time right so you get yourself out of those conversations and um, then you start working with people that want to place and pick times throughout the time slot. There's a large group of people there and one of them comes up and he says, so how much is it? And you explain the prices and he's like, well, huh, but the, I can, I can get a guy to work for uh, two hours for a hundred bucks back home. And you want two and a half times that for 15 minutes. And you're like, yeah, that's the way it is. And what you have to do at that point is you just say, yeah, can you do me a favor? I see that that's a problem you have. But if you'd stand over here as you mull that over, I'm going to go ahead and take care of the other people in line that are, you know, interested or might. And he's like over there bulking for a couple of minutes and everybody sees them and everybody feels the same, but then they're like, but I'm in line. And that's when they, all those people get tattooed. It's like, you need a sacrificial lamb. Just be like, okay, yeah, I see how you feel about that. Can you stand over here? And we're all going to look at you as the person who couldn't make up his mind and slowing the line down and keeping everybody right. else from getting the souvenir that they want. Because in the end, you're selling them a souvenir. When I got off, you know, you get off that cruise ship and you go buy some glasses right at the very first hub. And it's fucking $50 for a set of cheap ass sunglasses and then you get a little further into town and it's like 10 bucks for them cheap ass sunglasses you know what i mean same difference right you're on the ship so, though so if they want to go and stand in line in, at a books? in a in a what books do you know do you get like a i'm, I'm more i'm asking more about the cruise i'm, I'm getting okay. off topic yeah. for half a second no you're fine have a second do they do they just give you like a like an inner inside room or do you get like a balcony yeah, room or a window no, room? You or, get a balcony with a yeah, it's beautiful, bro. <laughs> and if you don't get a balcony, oh, don't go. Like if they were gonna put me in them crew rooms, I didn't even get to see the crew rooms because they were like, No, you don't get to communicate with the crew. 
because they're going to hate you anyways. And once you see how they'll live, you'll feel too bad for what they have to put up with. <laughs> that isn't what they said, but like, um, according to the manager who is there, who was down in the crew rooms, it's not at all the same. Um, like it's not cool. It, it's really tight, cramped quarters, but they don't like you to go to those crew rooms. Cause those are the only places those guys really get to cut loose because once they're out of the crew area, they have to be on point, full corporate shield mask up. Can't say the word cunt, all that kind of stuff. Wow. And by the way, also you probably shouldn't say the word cunt. They don't tell you on the shit you sign, but they're really angry about it. <laughs> Even when somebody's being a cunt. Just but, just not cunt. Yeah, well, I don't sure know. You, you gotta eat a lot of shit to do that job. I'm sure you gotta eat a little bit of shit to do it if you want. Because you know, that's 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 not like your mm -hmm. shop. Like in my shop, you know, I mean, if, if you're being yeah, a bitch, I just say, say you get fucked, you know, like you know, but but you're you're at this point you're you're the face of a corporate a corporate yeah. image. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Virgin wants to paint the whole, like, that's absolutely going to be like a customer's always right situation and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I saved 12 people's lives. It's going to get bigger every time I tell the, tell the story. I saved 14 people's lives that day and got fired over the same thing. I, I saw a refrigerator full of 16 people trying to escape Cuba these 18 people inside of the smallest cardboard box that could ever float. These 22 people were all waving their hands around their heads and screaming for help. I didn't know what it was. I called up, um, I called up Al and was like, dude, what are they saying? He's like, that means help. And we call, I called the deck because we were passing by them. We're out in the ocean, man. You can't see the land, you know? And uh, these people, you're like, how are you even getting there? There's no way like somebody's dying, somebody's thirsty and someone's starving right now. So I, I call the deck, they turn around, they pick them all up. And the whole day I'm like trying to pat myself on the back by telling everybody else, Hey, we saved people today. I really just trying to get the conversation to go, you know, to me saving people, you know, but, um, eventually this lady, she's not a big fan of just the word refugees. And suddenly it turns into a political thing. And I, I did it like uh, like the guy in Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. I was like, I broke the wrist. I walked away. I heard she was going political. I was like, mm, mm, <laughs> ain't happening. I broke the wrist. I walked away. It's just that easy. But she came back uh, when she was buzzed up. And I, I had a little bit on to drink at one of the, the dinners that night. Because, dude, the dinner there. Fucking hey, man. These dinners. You set the reservation up and then you go dine out over like the aft area there's this big beautiful like wind window that you just think about like man if this sunk under the water that's the first one that's going to go that's going to where it crashes in and it looks like but you're over the water you're, it's beautiful right and all these different dinners that you get to try out well one of them came with a uh a wine pairing tasting kind of thing and so i came back a little tipsy i wasn't working but she ends up coming back too because her and al hit it off and so she comes back and she starts that refugee thing. Oh, those refugees are raping people. And I'm like, eh, you know, I don't, it, it, eventually she, she can't get me involved. And she says, well, I guess just as a Catholic, she's doing the whole like judgment thing. Like I care about rape. You don't. And she says, I guess as a Catholic, we're just taught to, to not like rape. And I was like, Ooh, 
And then Kyle couldn't stop, man. He, he was a Catholic. As a Catholic, didn't you spend $32 billion trying to cover up pedophile rape inside of your church? I'm pretty sure you guys have a mixed bag relationship with rape. I don't, right. it's not like it's definitely, you know, we're opposed because, you know, there's like your, the, your face that you put up front and then what you really do when you're back in the confession, you know, like, right. so she right. didn't like that a bit and it got her heated up and then I didn't back down enough. I should have just started walking away saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I should have never, you know, brought the truth in on this party. But eventually she tried to get me fired, right? So she gets me fired the next day or tries to. And I yelled and exclaimed loudly, that fucking cunt. What a little fucking bitch ass cunt. And uh, that was overheard by enough people that they're like, yep, that guy's gone. So. All right. So if I do go. Do not the word express. Cunt. Yes. Yes. Maybe even just right. avoid, you know all that i don't i felt like i did so good right up the manager should have never told me that she was trying to get me fired even that night you know she fucking got worked up but she looked like a ludicrous idiot um and then uh the next morning i'm not even supposed to be privy to the messages that go back and forth well maybe i shouldn't say that maybe we should edit all that out because i guess it makes some people look like their job might have been done wrong you know what? Never mind, bull. But yeah, go on the pocket or go on the fucking cruise. It's awesome. There are dolphins right outside your fucking window. That's cool. Yeah. You're like swimming, you're tattooing, and someone's like, oh, hey, look at dolphins. They're with us. And you're like, oh my God. And everybody goes to this big, huge window. It's this beautiful ocean scene. And you stop doing your shaky line work for a minute. You know, uh, that's also why I learned how to do that dotty stuff. Because the shaky lines? Yeah, if you dot a line in, it's a line. And if someone just wants a lipstick um, tube or something like that, because their wife's a beautician, and uh, you know she wants to get an anchor because you know she's on a boat, but well, a dotty line will be just as good in this situation. And uh, yeah, Dad, you're on a boat, man. It's like it's you're definitely on a boat. You feel it. I did a lot of the tattoos standing up because that was better than being in a chair. No shit. Yeah. That sounds like a challenge. I'm in. It's a fun challenge, dude. And I definitely I like suggest it. like dotty, dotty, dot. Like might as well just try it. Cause you can't, uh, that's why I, I, I do more of the dot work stuff now too. Cause it, not that it's impossible to fuck up, but it's certainly a lot harder, you know? Yeah, for sure. Anyways. What is the future of liquid chaos? Where do you see it going? You passing this down to your family? Absolutely. Let's let's uh that'll be Jacobs to decide. Um he he I already uh he already took over the piercing part of it. He runs all that and takes care of all that and those and those those uh the employees on that side, he takes care of all that stuff. And uh freed me up a little bit more not to have to, you know, worry about cuz I wasn't I mean I can pierce but I wasn't nearly as into it as as him or the or uh uh kayla or piercer he they, they're okay. very they're very into it you know they they look you at gotta everything. be into it because it's yeah, too I mean, much if you're to gonna be good at it you gotta be into it and i'm yeah. and i was more like the i'll do your tongue your tits your navel you know like i was very you yeah. know and I, we're I gonna use something with nickel in it right like right. i don't care 1018 everything, with cold rolled was, steel what's that a 1018 cold rolled steel is just fine by me. I don't need that LVL shit. Who cares if it was in a vacuum? 
Yeah, if you get a little bit of a little bit of redness around it, we'll just tell you put Bactine on it. You'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Bactine saved everybody back in the day. That was the shit. I was the same type of piercer as you, it sounds. Because like when they started to be like, really, you need to have it vacuum sealed when it's being formed? Yeah, I'll, in I'll, the, you're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I was out. I was like, that's too much. But he keeps up with all that. Him yeah. and her, they, they, they got that shit down. He's got a huge array of jewelry. Everything's titanium. Like he's on his mm -hmm. shit. And I didn't do all that. And I'm glad he took it over. He does a really good job with it. I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with it. So that's a good practice thing for him for running a, a business and for, you know, yeah. one day, cause he'll run the shop one day. Or so put it, or put it on his kids' shoulders too. If we ever get those grandkids. Yeah, I mean, I would love to, I would love to have it passed down, but we'll see where AI takes it. You know, we'll see what yeah. things like that, you know, where, uh, you know, it's it's not if so it's much left. what's the future of liquid chaos. What's the future of tattooing? I I do worry somewhat. I I um, but in in my concern of it, I also realize there's a whole reckoning for for all of the world in every industry. The AI is going to have a, a chance to make huge alterations to, you know, because suddenly without having to have a datatician, a datastician go over every fucking aspect of any area and take months and years to perform um a, to get an idea of what the data is actually saying is the best choice in any situation ai can now do that in moments you know without right. all the hard work and headache and with more of the concise ability so it it does it, i imagine the whole world's going to have to have a, a recollection like how are we going to address ai um is it going to get legislative power inside of the Senate? Is it, does it get social security? Um, you know, right. <laughs> I feel like there's, there's a lot what of questions. What is this one's birthday? There, even just that, like, when do we celebrate AI's birthday? Is it when right. it was first thought of or when it was perfected? And yeah, no, I mean, I, there's going to be such a revelation, I think, um, because of its amazing power and the root one of the it's not i'm so smart that i realized that but all these smart guys that we watch are all saying that and they're probably not wrong so as we watch them say that i imagine a great reckoning for every industry ours will just be one to follow suit how are we going to use ai is it going to give us more leisure time or is it going to do the same thing that most technologies have actually done force us to learn more and take actually more time away from us under the idea of giving us more leisure time? Or uh, is it going to destroy our collective creativity, which I also think is, that's possible. That, that's probably more, right? Like our, I feel like as we lean on a tool for creativity, then we use our own creativity less. We trust our own creativity sources less and we end up using it less and pretty soon we don't need it or need to exercise it because we have this creative thing for us. And then who do we become like just the Borg fucking neural LinkedIn and everybody being like, I must perform my task, man. I used to be a tattoo artist, but now I fucking feel washers with my fingers for defects every day, six hours a day. I don't mind it so much. <laughs> no. I that was know. that was a good that was a good rant. I think I right. I'm not. I, 
who knows what life's going to be unless we use AI to give the world more leisure because the truth of the matter is with its labor force being better and and now not just its labor force we've already seen a shrinking of labor force inside of america or people desiring to even do laboring jobs inside of america because they are easily replaced by technologies as technologies become advanced why then wouldn't this also be the same with ai right as as now it will just take over our thinking jobs our clerical jobs our managerial jobs possibly even our enforcement jobs our judicial jobs. There are AIs that are already defending defendants in court and setting up plans and proposals for defenses in court criminally, I believe. So how far it seems actually there's a lawsuit going against AI because the AI is, is being, it hasn't passed the bar. (laughs) And so craziest shit I've ever heard. Well, is so there's a lawyer that recognizes the fear of his practice is in jeopardy because wouldn't I rather hire somebody that can do it so much cheaper? He doesn't even need to eat. He doesn't need Alexis. He doesn't need to schmooze with the judges and the lawyers at the country club. So his expenses and as an and, AI and judge. most of him is just well, the good it's it is it's an endless knowledge that he that he would bring to the table. Uh, the endless extensive knowledge that that mm-hmm. that an AI would have over a lawyer because a lawyer can forget a law, a lawyer uh, can and, forget a loophole. You know what I mean? And an needs AI to reference will, all that stuff under every big books. single loophole. Yeah, I, I mean you'll you'll hear a judge even say, right? Well, I need to go back to my room. He's going back and he's checking law books. He's checking precedents. Right. right? You hear right. checking the, what he the lawyer themselves to say. Case law, they'll say, and the lawyer himself yep. will be like, case law, this blah blah blah, that and this. It, precedence is set by this case that was determined like that and this follows in suit case of similar cases you have to you must acquit the, the glove don't fit yeah i don't know i i um i i see a whole bunch of it i i do i like thinking of that like as ai as a human um young human without the autonomy and without even the idea that it may want it however there may be a time ai wants autonomy then we're going full Skynet, Terminator's born. That's why I'm taking iodine every day to travel back in time. <laughs> and we're back. We're back to the Terminator. <laughs> back to the topic. You're back, and, and you're back to your uh, your your glaring role as the man that's going to save the world. Yeah, the Topicinator. That's what I'm going to call myself today. I will go back to fight the Terminators as the Topicinator. I am back to topic. But, Bull, with that... <laughs> Let me ask you, where do you see it going then? As um, you have to have an idea too, right? Maybe not as. Where I see tattooing going? Yeah. I mean, I don't know as what as, far as you going back in time and birthing John Connor or anything, but yeah, I would with the say tattoo that, machine. <laughs> I mean, I think that a machine tattooing a person physically, it can work, but there's, I think people would. I think most people, I mean, it may change, but I think most people would prefer the connection, the, the, the human connection with a person that can sit. And I mean, nine times out of 10, we listen to, you know, their lives, their life story. And sometimes people like to talk about that stuff and they like to have that (laughs) conversation. And I don't think talking to an AI who's going to give you, and I'm going to, I'm going to be the one that's going to give you fucked up knowledge and advice. Mm -hmm. I mean, AI would be all literal. You'd be like, and then this happened, and then John died, and then my grandpa died, and the AI is going to be like, 
how old was your grandfather? And you're going to say, like, he was 86. <laughs> and the, it's going to come back with some fucked up shit. Like, he lived a long life. You should yeah. be grateful. <laughs> like, oh, no, man, you can't say that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, can, yeah. you can't yeah. say that shit, AI. You got to be like, oh, man, that's fucked up. I bet he could have made 90 if they hadn't done that at the hospital. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you got to. Yeah. You got to be able to have that that well, people that, how, that personal that personal touch. I think to it. I don't think that how long though till I, AI gets it. Here, here's here's oh. an observation, me then. I think maybe. I, I mean, I like to imagine that, but I imagine that there's also this chance that people will run away from that as they are less and less inclined to go out of their sphere. We have so many resources on our phone, at our hands, at any moment. Um, and so many things that de decrease our necessity of dependency on individuals in our lives. So we see marriage decline in large amount for the same reasons some theorize that we have these abilities to have all our needs or desires taken care of. We get inside of a relationship and it's not as possible almost to get what I want out of that relationship because I'm so used to just getting everything I want. You know what I mean? My expectation is high because my iPhone doesn't question me. And then right. we get into real person interactions and there are problems that some people, and I think as we, as we grow, as, as our society grows without a necessity for congregation and these kinds of things. And even after the COVID hit and we kind of had a little bit of a shutdown of that, there's some of us that are like, yeah, I'd rather not work in a workplace i like right. going to school in my living room and those people they might end up i mean if that spirit continues then it's easy for me to see a uh, development of a spirit that's like i'd rather not have to go to my artist because like he expects me to tell him like what it was like when my dog died and you know what kind of things i'm going through you, you know like is it possible we'll end up with these non-affected people that are like they, they can't reach outside of themselves, so they're happier to go to the cold AI's inquisition. What was your life like? It's Did very, you grow it's up very affluent? Possible. I wonder. The, the, the people, the, the kids nowadays especially are colder. They have less, they have less connection. Half of them can't even carry out a, a, a normal conversation with a person. They would rather text. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so many mm -hmm. people now don't even... You can call them. They won't even answer the phone. They'd rather you text them. I you know, would, like rather would rather myself, text myself, and I won't reply for two to three days. I know. <laughs> I've tried. You're, oh, you're, yeah. you're the worst. Candy's on, though. Candy's like, yes. the Zoom meeting is here, and I'm like, fucking all right. So I don't know why I pay my own phone, it's, But it's like that. People, you know, people prefer to, to mm -hmm. just kind of stay anonymous in the shadows and, and text and... You know, texting is the old letter writing. It's like the phone's basically to be skipped at this point. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, it's an instantaneous letter or note, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's more impersonal, but it seems like it, 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 it's convenient. And the more use it is and the more people see it as a tool and a useful tool, then it seems like it in personality, impersonality, I guess, or less impersonal interactions might be desired. Like if I meet somebody, I, this is my own uh, neurosis and, and interest, but I've always kind of been like second in line is kind of better than first, you know, first in line, you got to pay attention. And the call, the teller is going to call on you any minute. 
and you got to wait to see which one of them is going to open up. Now, I'm also describing something that to some millennials, they're like, I've never been inside of a bank before. What are you talking about? Teller, <laughs> right? Right. Right. But that's kind of the exact thing. So like second in line, you're like, I'm getting up there soon. I don't have to pay attention. I can look around and just take this moment. It's just me. You don't have all the weight necessarily that you might see in front of you. If you're like 20th in line, you know, you've already made it to that point. Right. But you'd have none of the responsibility either. I, I think there's something nice about not having those responsibilities and you know, that feeling that you get up when you get face to face with a human at the teller and you're like, Oh fuck you know what? I kind of forgot what I'm even here for. Is deposit withdrawal. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. How much did I need? What was the change? I don't want this human to see me have this moment of indecision. I wouldn't mind a computer. I'll stand there and waste the computer's time all day. Shut the fuck up, computer. Yes, I'll hold for another 20 minutes. I'll press the prompt. I ain't scared. Oh, is it going to beep like an elevator door that's waiting on me? I don't care. Listen, there's a line. Fuck them, too, because I didn't talk to any of them. I don't talk to people. I talk to computers. There, there's, It's more for me. I think uh, it's easy to see that for me. Well, the but pessimist. So it's, it's, well, it's definitely a matter, matter of convenience if you if you use it for your job and you don't, I mean, I would rather text certain clients. Some are my friends. I'd rather talk to them, but there are certain mm -hmm. clients. I absolutely would rather text that. I'm like, I'm not fucking talking to that guy. I'll fucking text him. <laughs> so, I mean, right. and I'll be like, look what the fuck I'll be showing everybody else. Like, look what this fuck just said, you know? And they're like, Oh man, that's fucked up. And then I'm like, respond. They're like, say this. And then it's a group of you. And they, and they just think <laughs> it's you and you're just trashing this motherfucker. You know what I mean? So right. It's maliciously it's fucking, replying. It's, so then it's a convenience because like, if it was in person, it'd be like me calling everybody into the back room to talk to this guy together. And us all mm. shitting on him in person. Now that's, you know, <laughs> and that's just bad policy. Yeah. So you use it too. I follow. I see there's, uh, there's going to be a I use it when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. But yes, I'll use it for convenience, but I would rather, but as far as talking to people, like I'd rather talk to like, like my people. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. some people yeah. that are my people would rather text, but I'd rather talk to my people. I'd rather hear their voice. I'd rather bullshit. And you don't get emotion out of text. And I think that is going to be the same thing is we're talking about AI and tattooing and things like that. You know, if AIs were, were to tattoo, um, I, I think that it would lack a lot of emotion. It would be very literal. And I think it would be too literal because those things are built on just facts, pure, literal facts that they're fed. Ones and zeros. So, yeah, ones and zeros. Yeah, so if, if you come up with some wild fucking idea in your head, because, I mean, how many customers have you talked to that you have that they come to you with the most fucked up idea and you're like, what? And then the more yeah. they explain it, the more you're kind of getting in their head and understanding where they're coming from. And yeah. and we take and we take it as tattooers that try to be decent to their public, we take that time to find out what they're talking about, to to really kind of dig in their head and go, okay, so this is what you mean by you yeah. want a frog on a skateboard. This is why you want a frog on a skateboard. This is the backstory to it. So if I included this, it would make sense. You know what I mean? And AI is not yeah. going to do that. It's going to put a fucking frog on a skateboard. I think. So they, I, I think I think they take some of that off it. They say there's a, going to be a, a field opening up for people that program the AI, and I've used it a little bit 
um, for do different design stuff. I will take somebody's design idea and they'll give it to me and I'll put it in a generator and I'll start to look at things for inspiration. Right. And I'll flip through them and see, you know, what kind of suits me. And I'm like, okay, and I want to draw that. Now, what if that is. If I can see that being able, beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Also though, it does it. I mean, it almost gets to be emotion. Now I could through some of them. So I changed the style and it takes on a whole different emotion. It might be missing, but I, I feel like there's a part of, people that just want to be given that they don't want the openness they want the pick it off the wall the walmart style tattoo right like there's a lot of that missing right we go to the tattoo conventions and you've seen it there was a push everybody's like oh no i'm a custom artist oh no no i i only do my work no i only do this this style and that's what everybody in the industry was going to for the most part and nobody had flash on their tables but what do you see at the tattoo conventions now? Because they're a bunch of pretentious cunts. <laughs> hey, don't get kicked nobody, out of a virgin. Nobody wants, nobody wants to fucking work for it anymore. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to put the time in. People want to come with pre-drawn shit or my buddy drew this and this and that. And it, it's, it's frustrating as somebody who, you know, back in the day before I started doing more portrait stuff, I used to have to draw everything. There mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, you, you would get flash and you would try to use it more as an idea than anything else. And you would draw everything. And when you started like super raw, like I did, which, you know, not the right way doing it at your house and shit like that. When you're, when you're right. a kid, um, when you start like that, I mean, you literally draw everything. I didn't have a computer. I didn't mean like that. I had, I had a fucking yeah. sketchbook, you know, I, mean, yeah. I had a sketchbook and a hectograph pencil. That was, that was, that was my, that was what I had to make my stencils. And, and, and I did everything like that. And you I know, seen one of those is, how did, the second you get a wet, it's gone. I, I was going to ask, how did it stay on? It wasn't good once it, it was stand for shit. They're the, okay. they're the devil, man. I, I went up just tattooing like an idea of what was there. I did a Bugs Bunny one time that was so fucking bad. Like it, it was, it was so bad because as I started going like one foot looked good. Right. <laughs> and it was a small, it was too small. The needle was too big. It made too much fucking mess. And this is, I'm talking early, early days, right? Like, like rotary prison machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at that point you're just <laughs> winging it, you know, you're just winging it and you're, you're not sure how the fucking needle works. You're not scared. You're not sure. You're not sure of anything at this yeah. point. Oh, these rubber I mean? bands so, are important, I guess. Yeah, so so now you got this fucking well the rotary didn't have no rubber bands, but the tape no, taped uh, the, tape the nice straw is important. Oh, the yeah, tape, the yeah. straw tape fucking thing. So so then you got this fucking bobblehead looking busted ass bugs bunny, you know, and, and but that was me, that was me learning. But I had to draw that bugs bunny first. I couldn't go to a I couldn't go to the TV, take a photo of the fucking of the picture, print it off, make a stencil, or load it right. into my iPad. I didn't have any of that shit. You know, you 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 did what you saw. You drew what you saw. Somebody wanted a fucking toaster, you draw them a toaster. You know, nowadays yeah. they draw toasters that are alive and well now what you know it's what I mean? gonna All be other shit. Or at least there will be a portion of that will be uh you go to the tattoo booth because it's small now. Um, and it's just a kiosk at the mall. But there is a person who's on the other end of a telephone or a, a computer screen who's Facebooking or FaceTiming with you and six other people across the country at any given time. And you explain your tattoo idea to him. 
And then he uses his expertise of talking with AI to put in the proper generating keywords. That is going to be the next realm that opens up before it's completely taken over by. Like that'll be the last vestige of human input, I believe, in tattooing will be when the person is helping input the words. Because if you try this chat, this kind of stuff, you'll find when you put topics in, you're like, well, that didn't turn out at all like I needed it to. You know, I said a string of words and it only seemed to listen to three of them, you know, and the other two were half thoughts that didn't get the overall tone. Somebody needs to figure out how she how these uh, AIs talk and they need to then talk with it I, as a liaison, but not different than what we've had in the past. Whereas like you as a, as a artist are talking with somebody who is not an artist about an artistic idea. So, and you need to still put it together with them. You just use your technical ability to create it but you still have to make your own inferences from what they're saying, from what they tell you. And that will, that'll be the job. Future. Predictions. That's what most of the job is, is getting into people's heads. I mean, I think that's yeah. the biggest part of our job. Well, then it'll be easy to see that that's an important one that you owe me money for. That's the only way you'd be like, yeah, I still have uh, something for humans to do here. How right. long do you think I, it I mean, takes I do, before? I think, that, I think that's the most important part is the, is that, is that ability to reason, that ability to, to to read people. You know what I mean? You're reading what you're reading, their emotion, you know, and I mean, I mean, granted, you're saying that the AIs will be able to do that. I mean, when mm -hmm. it happens, it happens, but I'm glad I'm close to retirement. Shit. They're going to look at our pupil dilations and like, I can see you're feeling hesitant about this. You are <laughs> sad about your dead grandma. Yes, here are 17,000 other versions that you can look to. It may be one of the things that might save you too is too many choices. Because people don't like too many choices. They they like it narrowed down to them. Three choices is all we as humans really care for. Right. Good, bad, good, bad, and gray. That's funny. Whatever that might be. Well, I, I, I need to talk about something else. Maybe we go back What's to Star that? Wars. I don't know. It's been three hours. Oh, oh, th that's it. At the point that I talk, that I know that I need to talk about something else because I've been beating a dead horse of AI for so long. Maybe I've stayed did too Candy, long and said did too Candy much. Just, did, did Candy you hear just that? yell out? It's been three fucking hours. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. See, Candy has the horrible job of having to edit all this down to con concise topics and things. <laughs> and uh, when it gets to be three hours, she's like, oh, my fucking God, you motherfucker. But oh, also, I know when it gets to be three hours, That's all right. we didn't have a whole lot of lulls. You know what I mean? Our convo was good. That was good. Got the good shit. What are you, anything you want to impart upon anybody before I do let you go to your day? Um, all my, I think all my guys are listening at the shop right now. So just what's up to my guys? Shit. I'm glad she's going to edit it because... I way rather it sound like I knew what the fuck was going on here. Oh, you don't think it's some high level editing day. either. I thought that for the longest time. I thought Candy was taking my uh and all these kind of butt scratching moments I would have out, but no, she leaves them in. So she's That's, like, no, Kyle's audience. Yeah, she's right, like, she's like, my yeah, audience well. knows. Anyways, Bull, love having you on, brother. But at the point that time, I start man. pondering, we talk about long. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I know that I've stayed too long and I've said too much. 
So no, yeah, good. thanks for being a part of it. Man. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Love you, brother. Thanks for being a part of this, man. We'll see Love you again too, on man. the road. Thanks for having me. All right, later, buddy. <laughs>